Hello everyone, and welcome to This Nintendo Life, episode 238! My name is EdBZ, and uh, I'm I'm full. I've eaten too much, man. It's the Christmas holiday period coming, winding down to an end, uh, and we're finally in the new year. It's definitely, yup, it's 2023 right now, absolutely true at the moment. Uh, Bali, how is 2023 treating you at the moment right now in this very real year? It's actually Hogmanay! Yes, it's Hogmanay. Yeah, um, how's how's things going, Bali? How was your um, Christmas break? And it was it was very good. Uh, it's it's nice to just not be working, and uh-huh. I, I've yeah. not played as as many games as I've wanted to play this holiday, and that maybe that's partially because the stuff like game of the year videos to be making sure. and predictions to be coming up with and things but um, i've still got a little bit of game time and we can talk about that but yeah it's been it's been nice yeah very good i took off three weeks because uh, i hadn't taken off any time this year basically so you're um, all gamed out yeah well actually i took off two weeks technically I, I got one week off just from the company just over christmas generally um so but it meant that i had a three week unbroken stretch of time to just do nothing basically which was great uh very much enjoyed it uh played a lot of stuff and finished some things that i've been ticking along with for a long time that i just wanted to kind of get off my uh my list which is great um and yeah it was it was good fun it was relaxing it was it was nice uh saw a lot of family all that good stuff um but we're here bally in the new year for a new episode of the new podcast and it's time to talk about video games and stuff um so we're going to be doing some of that stuff uh we have a couple of things to talk about at the start of the show um so uh we're going to be making a change to the show this year a slight change it won't really make much of a difference if i'm honest it just makes things a little bit easier for us just from a practical planning standpoint um basically we've always said oh this is a show where we do like three half an hour segments right that's how we started it initially <laughs> i think it's still a long time ago. i think it still says that on itunes right <laughs> yes. uh and then uh you know the first segment ends up becoming an hour pretty much every single time and um i, I love that honestly like i like the my favorite part of this show is talking about the new games that we've played or the stuff the old games that we've played whatever we've been playing um that's always been my favorite part of the show and i think that uh, because we dedicate so much time to that, it all often leads us in the situation where we're like, well, um, we have two more segments to do, uh, and then we just don't really... Sometimes mm. we just don't have an idea for a third segment, and sometimes we just have to force one, and it feels like unnecessary. Um, and so we're basically just going to be changing to a two-segment show. Uh, and what that means is that the first segment's always going to be what we've been playing, uh, and then the second segment is either going to be emails, or it's going to be something that's news-relevant, yeah. or something that we want to talk about at the time. Well, we could always bring in an email into something relevant to yes. a discussion topic, like, say, a Nintendo exactly. Direct, if someone and about that nintendo direct we could bring that in as well that kind of thing yeah exactly and, and it gets a bit more fluid but i think having two segments makes things easier for us from a planning perspective and also we don't have to just make up third segments on the fly and be like well we're gonna do this just because we need to do a third segment this week and we don't yeah. have any ideas you know when you've been doing something for like almost a decade it gets hard to come up with new ideas eventually um when it comes to stuff like that so that's kind of the thinking behind it um so to be honest it functionally probably won't change the show that much uh you know if you've been listening for a while you probably notice that sometimes we're like hey it's a two segment show this week for x or y reason and so you know it'll probably it'll, it'll feel pretty similar um it just means that 
that you know makes things a little bit easier on us uh and i feel like just the way that we talk anyway the shows end up being between one and a half and two hours long regularly anyway Mm -hmm. obviously end of the year is always long. the last three episodes i was looking last three episodes we did are all like two hours 45 minutes like almost three hour shows which is not the norm we want to have i think like i know people like long episodes but um it takes a lot of time to do this stuff so yeah yeah um so yeah hopefully that will make some sense uh, and that's that's basically what we are going to be doing uh for going forward into 2023 um and um and, and we'll talk about it later i'm sure Bally, we want to do another survey for the show as well yeah uh, so that people yeah. can uh you know give their feedback and let us know what they think and, and that type of stuff so exactly. um yeah we'll be doing that soon but uh Bally, what are we going to be talking about in today's show so two segments show as you discussed just now and the first segment we're going to talk about the games that we have been playing and that is the start of 2023 so we are going to be doing some predictions yes. for 2023 and we're also going to go over our predictions from 2022 yeah uh none of which i remember which is good i always like it that way i always come into this episode waiting for bally to surprise me on the absurd things that i said last year um and uh yeah it'll be a fun time kind of figuring out what uh what happened uh and how uh, correct or wrong we were which is usually wrong uh most Very of the time um, um one wait. last thing Mm-hmm. We're going to be doing our 2023 game trade at the end of the show. Uh, for those who don't know, game trade is when I ask or force or make uh-huh. MBZ play a game in his Nintendo backlog that he has not played. And likewise, MBZ does the same to me. And then we have we we make at any point this year to beat that game. And it just turned out last year we actually beat the game trade game at the same time. So last year I think year we've I had done that both times, actually. Or both every times, time, right. Uh, every time we've done it. Um, you had so. Owlboy last year that I gave you and you gave mm-hmm. me Bayonetta 2. So yeah. there we go. Uh, yeah, so we'll be doing that at the end of the show. Uh, so look forward to that. But uh, let's kick things off with the video games we have been playing in Bali. Our long national nightmare is finally over for... The game that hath long been awaited, uh, the the whatever you want to call it, the prince to the throne or whatever uh, of Golf Story, uh, Sports Story finally came out. Uh, it shadow dropped as part of Nintendo's holiday event. Um, and obviously it had been announced for December and everyone was like, is it coming out? Is it coming out? I'm like, guys, don't worry. This, there's, I know what's happening because I have a bit of behind the scenes knowledge because we had Mortal Shell as part of this Nintendo indie event. New so day one. Like, and we were the first day. So I was like, I know, you know, everyone's like, when is Sports Story? There's no release date. Even St- Stephen Tatillo on Twitter was like, hmm, Nintendo sent out their list for this week. And I'm like, listen, Stephen, man, they're doing this event. It's going to happen. Don't worry about it. Um, so it did. And it happened. And the last day of this indie event, Sports Story uh, dropped Shadow dropped on everybody on christmas eve i want to say i think it was 23rd so yeah yeah. it was it was before christmas christmas eve um but uh it's uh yeah very close to the end of the year at a time when no one can really review it or anyone can really do anything like that um but people can buy it i guess because you know switch is uh going around for the holiday and everyone's traveling and and those types of things so it kind of worked out um and we have both been playing some sports story uh which has been pretty cool um Bally, give me your kind of like overall thoughts so far. How are you finding it? Yeah. Is it meeting your expectations? What were your expectations, I guess, going into it? And uh, and how are you kind of thinking about it at the moment? From trailers and kind of my expectations, it looked like, right, it's going to throw a ton of sport at you. It's going to constantly mix up the formula. And, mm-hmm. you know, it'll have that kind of charming RPG going around, chatting to people in between. And I'm about four to five hours in, maybe four hours, close to four hours. And... It's fun so far, but there's certainly a lot more sport 
lot less sport compared yes. to the story. Um, and I felt like at least so far the pacing, in my opinion, could be a little more story. Uh, sorry, sport heavy. Uh-huh. Um, and for example, the first main area, I feel like there was an awful lot of like running around, not fetch questing necessarily, but just kind of like working out how to progress the story, this kind of thing. And it took quite a while. And then I feel like the reward for all of that was playing nine holes of golf. And I was kind of keen to get to the nine holes of golf a bit quicker. And then I felt like, okay, right now we've played nine holes of golf. Maybe we'll play 18 or there'll be some challenge. And, it, and, then, the, and then the story moved on to like something else. And so, so far out of my maybe four to five hours, I feel like I've played about half an hour of actual sport. Um, yeah. And... I kind of want more sport because those mini games and the way they're designed feel pretty good. I did do a tiny bit of tennis and it didn't feel the best, but it felt like, you know, I could get better at this. Um, and yeah, the golf mechanics still feel pretty strong. I quite like them. They're, they're, not, they're nothing special, but they work no. for what this game is going for. And yeah, it's a little bit buggy in parts so yeah. far. I find that the aiming with the golf... Uh, aiming reticle is incredibly sensitive and i don't know if that's just my uh analog stick or something but like it's it's all quite finicky and i've had like one more major glitch but otherwise although the game doesn't run perfectly smoothly it it, it, it's it's pretty playable to me generally yeah um i i tend to agree i think that for me what this game is doing is it almost has bitten off more than than it can chew in the sense that they clearly wanted to build off this idea of having golf as a core mechanic but then they wanted to throw in other things in there and ultimately so far those other things feel more like half-baked mini games than full-blown sports right um there's a cricket section that i have just done where you know you are being bowled at and you can't even see like when the ball is coming because you can't see the bowler the ball just kind of like comes from the bottom of the screen so it's just about like keeping your attention and timing and you basically use the face buttons to either do a you know a swing to the left swing to the right a forward drive or a block um and it's laid out on the buttons so that it kind of makes sense but that's pretty much it like there's a little segment where you do french cricket and then there's a segment where you basically are in the middle of a cricket match and you're just like defending and that was all the cricket that i had done in that entire section and it felt very as I said, like a mini game and far less like doing the actual sport. You it's know, a big you would... build up to a short thing. Yeah, totally. And like, it's a long segment of you're going underground in this area where it's like weird mushroom stuff. And like the visual design is very nice. I will say the world looks very cool. And I like, I do like the overworld map as well, where you're running yeah. around and you can go to those different sections and they kind of gate it behind licenses. And I was looking up someone else's playthrough and it looked like they went and did the entire tennis thing first. And they didn't do this underground thing until like, you know seven hours into the game i was like right. oh wow so there is a bit of non-linearity yeah. to it because you said you went and started the tennis thing but then you went away and did i this. went and did like there's like a little tennis warm-up or kind of tutorial you can do and yeah the tutorial was actually really difficult it took me quite a while but then oh. you have the option of going to the tennis academy and that i presume that just follows like a its own kind of rpg path where you're improving your tennis stats and this kind of thing right. and i was like yeah i could do that but i'm gonna try doing this underground kind of thing first and yeah. reward myself with tennis later maybe yeah i i don't know how far that tennis goes right like that's the thing for me is like these other sports do feel like they 
like golf still feels like the main focus uh, mm-hmm. and i think that's because anywhere you go you can still put down a golf ball and use it to hit stuff or to solve problems and it feels like there's less of it than in the first game the first game felt like it had a lot of areas where you could find these mini sections and solve little puzzles with golf and do it constantly yeah. and you know you still have like the balloons and you have like random things in the environment that you can affect but for the most part it feels like you are almost sucked into what the story needs you or wants you to do and sometimes it's just not very clear right there's a section in rustling Vale, which is that first big area that you explore and you know you're you're dealing with basically the yakuza one of those yeah. one of those characters is literally just wearing majima's jacket from uh, yakuza zero um and i'm like okay well they clearly had some inspiration here um and um and you're kind of like running around trying it's to quite a big these. area it's really big yeah and it has lots of sections to it and it just feels like on the on the bug stuff like i just don't really know what i can interact with and not in terms of you know going up to these trees and using an axe to chop them down i had a section where i was like i i'm pressing a i'm pretty sure this is what i'm supposed to do and it didn't and then i stood in one specific spot and then it started triggering and i'm like i don't know why that was the case um or what caused that there's a section where you have to uh use a golf ball that is lit on fire to smoke out some bees mm-hmm. and it puts the circle on the ground and you stand there and you're like what am i supposed to do am i do i go into my backpack and use the flint do i is there somewhat what do i do and eventually i realize you have to just talk to the guy who's standing next to there and then he'll be like i'm gonna hit it with my axe and then now you can do it right so it feels like there's there's just a bit of signaling uh, there's problems with signaling of like where you need to go what you need to do and like any anything on the screen of like you know an arrow pointing you in a direction of like what area you need to go to or, or st- stuff like that just would have been nice quality of life to help things along it does feel like this game came in very hot you know in terms of like the first bug i found was going back to the hotel and you know getting in the shower there's a wall where the shower is before that room and if you go into this corner next to the table and the wall you can bug yourself into the shower um because the prompt just shows up um you know there's multiple little things that have at the very beginning the opening beach area um i had a, a bug where i was went into golf mode and then i tried to get out of it and i couldn't and i could see my character running around but the screen was still stuck on that golf mode screen but my character was still like running around um so i had to like restart and that's when i realized that this game doesn't do a lot of auto saving um you have to manual save a lot of the time and i'm very much kind of like a serial saver just because of my history with save games disappearing and all that sort of stuff so i've generally been okay but um i was watching jeff grubb stream this game and uh and he didn't seem to be enjoying it very much and uh he was like in that rustling veil area and he'd done a bunch of like side stuff and he's like ah whatever we'll play this later i'm gonna play wave race 64 and he shut it down and i was like in the chat i was like jeff you need to save because and then he just shut it down i was like welp he's like no that's not you guys that's not true and then he he loads it back up and uh he's back at the start of the rustling veil area with the person calling him on the phone so i was like yeah it's a long area it's a long area and he was like fuck this he just immediately deleted the game so that um that was not great uh i i think that they could have done a much better job especially because in that area there are multiple um you know different spots you go to where the the screen changes so you would think that's where they would put an auto save but i guess not um or maybe jeff just didn't activate any of those i'm not sure but i've been saving constantly just to make sure that doesn't happen Mm, mm. um and yeah you're right like there's not a lot of sports going on it just feels very fetch questy it feels like you're just kind of 
and I, I do like the writing, you know. I think yeah. the, the thing that makes the writing work for me in this game is that you have to read it in an Australian accent, otherwise it doesn't make sense, <laughs> right? Like, if you don't read it in your head in an Australian accent, it doesn't quite work. But as soon as you start doing that, it's like, oh, this is perfect, right? Um, which makes sense, right? Because that's, you know, sidebar uh, uh, Aussies, and mm. uh, and that's kind of their um, their kind of, like, voice that they're, they're writing in. They're so. kind of caught between the rock and the hard place because Golf Story worked so well because it was the quirky writing combined with some pretty solid golf mechanics yes. and it felt like a really good balance of the two but then the, the second you're trying to factor in a bunch of other sports trying to get the balance right between golf the other sports and the the storytelling the writing is a much harder task and yeah in a way even before they move on to any other sports that first area thing me veil what's it called uh rustling veil, rustling yeah. veil like even though that's only golf focused it still felt like the balance was off compared to the first game and i mm-hmm. think that's a little a little bit surprising and a little bit disappointing but i'm hoping that as the game progresses it all opens up a bit more you have access to more sports and it becomes a little bit more sporty and a little less talky that's what i'm kind of hoping for and i i wouldn't rule it out from happening but um I'm I'm a, I'm a bit disappointed um, to hear like what you think about the cricket because I know I'm just about to yeah. get to that part and I was looking forward to a bit of cricket. So, do you know if cricket is just a like a small mini game and not like a fully fledged thing? Because it feels like tennis is going to be a little bit more fully fledged, not to the right. point of golf, obviously, but like a bit. It, I know there's a tennis academy, for example. Like I, I can tell that it's going to be more there's a license right where like yeah. um the mall is cool actually i do like the mall where you go in there and there's a bunch of different stuff and i do like this idea of every plant pot just has money in it and is, you, that's that's how you get cash is just going to random plant pots and picking up money um and you know that's kind of scattered throughout the game and and you know in the mall you do have the tennis shop um and i don't think there really is a cricket shop in there so no, like right. i would imagine that the main sports is probably tennis and golf and then maybe there's one more i'm not sure because it looks like there's a bridge that's broken that will get fixed and then you go across to like another part of the map yeah you've done the little bike minigame thing right i have yeah, yeah. so i did the bike minigame i bought the bike from the, the mall and then i went and did that i do again it's another one of those things where the bike feels underbaked you know there's a section in yeah. the underground area where you have to use the it's i think maybe it is a bike i think it is a bike in the underground area as well and you um mm. it just you're holding down to pedal and then you're pressing the other button to jump and it just feels like you don't build up enough speed to then jump properly and so you can kind of get caught in this loop where you're just pedaling and you hit an obstacle and you go whoa, 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 and fall over and then you just pedal again and you hit the other obstacle and, you, whoa, 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 and you'd never build up enough momentum unless you're doing it absolutely perfectly first time which of course you're not because you don't know what the obstacle course ahead of you is so it's this weird cash 22 where it's like yeah, okay, this obstacle course seems fun, but it just doesn't feel like the mechanics are robust enough to carry it in that yeah. way. Um, I, I I think there's enough soccer-related stuff as well to suggest that might also be a, a sport. Um, yeah, we'll there's see. a little bit of that in the underground area where you find these random glowing balls yeah, and you have and to you hit shoot them into, into the goal. a goal. Yeah, um, which, you know, it just feels like they're sprinkling in some of these sports in areas before you get to them, you know? Um hmm which is interesting and i don't know i don't know we'll see how it goes but it just feels going through that second area to me kind of solidified as this is going to be the structure of the game Um, right so i don't the second area as long as the first area it is yeah maybe a little bit longer actually there's multiple things you have to do there and like 
finding this cricket team and going underground and like going through these mine carts and all this other stuff and you know i like the variety like there's a fun thing where you have to you have to get these um this like vial from some professor and you use that to um hit these mushrooms so that they can become bouncy then you bounce on the mushrooms like there is a good amount of variety but it feels like it does feel like one big Link's Awakening trading quest in a sense of like, well, I need yeah. to get this thing for this person to get this thing to this person. And then eventually we'll get to the end and then we'll do a little bit of sports and that will be it. And that was, I think, the disappointment with the cricket was like, oh, they start teaching you cricket and they're like, okay, in this underground area, we're going to practice with the cricket team. And then you get to the match and the match is like, well, the captain's out because his bat broke because he was uh, sad. And then you have to go in in his place. And... um and then you just kind of block like ten balls in a row, and that's and that's it. And I was like, oh, okay. There's not there's not more to this. That's like that's is that all the cricket we're going to do? That if, for those going into the game, perhaps Americans who are very unaware of cricket to go and then that be their first experience of cricket uh-huh. is not it's not a great start. No, it's not. Especially you know, uh, Australia is a, a country that is well known for cricket, and uh, I don't know. I'm not sure they're doing the best service to their no. country in terms of uh, <laughs> representing the sport in this game. Um, I hope there's more of it. I hope it gets a bit more deep. But like, it's well, the, they they have a fun twist on it because like instead of bowling, um, you then have to use your golf skills to hit the the stumps. The stumps are in fact like a, a rubbish bin. Actually, they okay. don't have real stumps. But then you like use your your golf skills to basically bowl at the opponent which is a fun little thing but you know it's, it's the one other thing that they do in that section mm. um, and yeah it does it feels like i don't know how far this tennis academy stuff goes but given what things have been happening so far it feels like you're going to go there you're going to do a bunch of fetch quests and then you'll have like maybe one tennis match at the end you know yeah um, I, I, but we'll see i'm reluctant to pass judgment so early on but are we already getting towards a point where we're thinking Maybe they should have just gone for either tennis story uh-huh. or cricket story. And, yes. you know, there was a real bread and butter structure to the first game where I felt like the the little story sections were much leaner and quicker. And then you get to your playing your 18 hole round and there were maybe like six or seven courses in the game as well, which was a nice variety. I felt like you got to that much faster. And it just, I don't know, just so early on, don't want to judge it, but it felt like my first five hours of golf story felt so much stronger than this and Mm -hmm. i don't think it's just the fact that they've mixed up a few other sports but maybe that will be a bit more wearing as the game goes on yeah i think that's the ultimate problem as i said i think they bit off more than they can chew in the sense that with golf story they had one major mechanical thing to focus on and they really polished it right and the Mm. golf feels good and it has the nuances that you want and it has the depth that you want the rest of the stuff here has none of that and that's the problem is that it's called sports story but really it's golf story plus a bunch of like one-off little fun things that aren't really sports um and i think it's just too ambitious like you said if they had focused in on one other thing and just done tennis story you know which would have made sense from the the mario sports perspective of like you know mario tennis and mario golf are the two famous rpg Mm. games from nintendo so like it would have made sense to go from golf to tennis and it sounds like tennis is the other main focus here but in them trying to do cricket and football and do this bike thing and trying to do like all these other little extra additional um kind of ways to interact every single one of them feels underbaked and therefore not very fun to engage with and just not it just doesn't quite work um so yeah yeah, I, i think we're both probably around the same amount of time in and um 
I don't know. I'm interested to see where it goes and what other stuff they have. Uh, and again, I do I do like the writing. I find it charming. I do find sometimes it's very non sequitur in the way that it just kind of like will say something that doesn't make sense and then go to another person. And I'm like, I'm not really following what anyone is saying here um, type of deal. But yeah, I, don't know. I get that as well. And then, then I kind of step back and be like, maybe I'm just really bad with Australian humor sometimes. It's yeah. Like, and saying that as a Brit, I thought our senses of humor were more similar, but sure. I'm starting to think less so. I don't know. There's lots of oys going on <laughs> every time. Oi, 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 uh, which is which is a funny little thing uh, that I don't know if that's like a, a thing that people do over there, but maybe it is. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't say like a disappointment, but I'm like, I feel like I expected more. And I, it also, it just feels like this game came out when it didn't need to, right? Like it feels like mm. it needed more time in the oven. Like you were saying, Rustling Veil is has pretty bad frame rate problems like it's pretty chunky and you know for a game that looks like sports story does you wouldn't expect it you know you would expect them to have optimized this much much better as a kind of like pixel art you know 2d game there's there's not a lot technically uh, crazy about this um yeah it, it it feels like they they could have done a lot more um given more time i think and i think that's the thing that even though it feels like it's been we've been waiting ages for it, it still feels like it came out too early given the state of it at the moment definitely yeah. needs a lot of bug fixing it just feels unpolished you know it just has those elements of like you know there's actually you do do a golf segment in the underground area as well so it is another golf course so you'll be okay good. but um but there are those rocks right and if you are in front of a rock there's not much you can do like it completely fucks you over and looking at the trajectory of your golf ball it doesn't tell you you're going to hit the rock so multiple times i'm like slightly in front of a rock and my trajectory doesn't say i'm going to hit it and then i hit it and it just knocks into the rock and goes off in another direction i'm like for fuck's sake okay. um, i'm hoping thank- my, my sulky golf skills will get me through that bit yeah i'm sure you you'll be fine <laughs> I, i'm just not that good but the the nice thing at least is that it doesn't force you to win any of those right they have like a they have a score that you should be trying to beat but it doesn't matter if you fail it because i i got uh i had to retire on two holes because that's stupid like there's there's a there's a void kind of um it's a bunch of empty space that you can fall into that type of stuff and right. that obviously will take two shots off of you if you fall mm-hmm. into it so i had to retire on two holes because that stuff and yeah i got very frustrated and was it a full 18 or was it another nine hole no it's another nine another nine hole <sighs> so weird yeah weird yeah. weird weird yeah it's it's weird um and yeah i don't know i would i would say if people are interested in this i would wait probably until they patch it at the very least just to get it in a more stable state supposedly they have done a patch but it takes time to get through at nintendo's end yeah that's and, the problem it always um, takes time to to put patches through nintendo have a very let's say elongated process uh, for doing that stuff and uh yeah it uh, takes longer than other places like steam for example you can just patch and it's done um consoles you have to go through a lot more hoops uh, and that's that's unfortunately the case so i'd give it a couple of weeks and wait and see i don't know i've not seen a lot of chatter around this game on twitter and i think it just it's kind of just fallen like a lead balloon um it feels like it had so much anticipation and now there's it's come out and people are like oh okay you know it's it's not really hit there i'm i'm hoping the 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 tennis quest line is very it's pretty good and i'm hoping like maybe the golf opens up a bit more later and even if there's a little bit of dodgy cricket and soccer along the way i'm hoping that the Mm -hmm. the sports come true but um, yeah maybe i'm being overly hopeful because yeah the first five hours or so is it's 
it's good it's fine yeah you know but it's it's, i don't think it has the same impact as that original and that's partly a a problem of a sequel as well as we've talked about many times it's like you're never gonna surprise in the same way so you kind of have to pick up the slack and they're kind of going for the variety thing but i think they just have fallen down in the sense that the variety is there it just it doesn't feel polished enough to satisfy unfortunately so yeah that's how it goes um cool uh there was another short game that i played over the holiday uh called alba i think it's a wildlife tale or something a wildlife adventure something along it's those on lines. switch it's on switch yeah um and um it is a it's basically like a little photo taking game um so you know we played a bit of uh what's it called crazy birder something casual birder, casual on play birder yeah yeah so this feels like that realized much better um obviously it's a full 3d kind of island and you play this little girl called alba and she visits her grandparents um and they live on this very small kind of island village and you know there's uh there's a pollution going on in the place and there's a big company who wants to take over and build a hotel there uh, and take over the kind of natural beauty of the island but the island is home to lots of kind of rare birds and lots of rare animals and stuff like that and your objective is basically to go around and explore this big island um and take pictures of everything um and it's just really really nice i think it's one of those games that mechanically is is not very deep but has a lot of satisfying little moments to it you know like the feeling of taking the camera out and of of getting a shot is very satisfying um there's no kind of rules around it it doesn't do a pokemon snap style like judging your photo or anything along those lines you basically as long as you have the the animal or the bird in frame and um, and it can recognize it it will take the photo and it will register it to your your kind of logbook uh, and your log logbook has every bird or every animal on the island basically um and there are these little little boards as you go around that will they're like um you know when you go to like a park or something or like some kind of i don't know area like historical site there are those boards that like talk about the history of the place and Mm. things like that they're kind of like those um but they have four different photos and you have to put the four different birds that you have taken pictures of on those to kind of complete them there's a little bit of completionist stuff here um there's fun little side quests you know where someone will ask you to go and take a picture of something or someone will ask you to do this or that and you can go around and help various folks on the island and the idea is that you and your friend are trying to get everyone to sign a petition a petition to stop the hotel and you have to get 50 signatures within the week and so like it goes through you know multiple days of the week where different parts of the island are open on different days so like there's this big historical site at the top that is closed to begin with but then on like day three you can go up there with your uncle um, and you can you know rebuild it and fix it um, and do all this different stuff kind of going around there um and yeah i think it just looks really nice it just has a very bright poppy visual style um and as i said it's very low impact it's it's very much like you can spend as much time as you want going around the island and just taking pictures and trying to find like some of the rarer birds like ones that are further away or ones that are hidden in in spots that you wouldn't think of um and i think it depends on like the time of day maybe for like where things are and, and where they'll they'll show up i'm not sure how or maybe it's like different days um, because you can't really change the time i think because it's it's quite static but depending on what day you're there then might someone might be like oh there's a there's a bunch of flamingo over here you can come and take pictures of them if you want to and um, is it just birds or just it's mainly birds mainly yeah it's mainly birds. like a bird watching game but there is this this whole thing from the beginning like the beginning of the game you start as a very baby little tiny version of the girl on the beach with the, her grandparents and um, obviously when you come back later you're like 10 years old or something so you've grown up but at the very beginning you take a picture of them when you're a child and um, 
and you see a lynx in the background, this fabled lynx, and the lynx is like the rarest thing on the island, and the whole game is kind of building up to that moment at mm. the end where, you know, the lynx is there and stuff, and I think the writing's just very charming and very good. This is um, this is from Us 2, the studio who made Monument Valley. Um, they also mm. made um, oh Assemble with Care, which I really, really liked. Uh, very, very good little game. Um, and this feels like the most ambitious game from them in, in that it's a full kind of 3D exploration um, kind of thing, and i i really enjoyed it i think it is very very chill it only took me like three hours total uh, and i was spending a good amount of time trying to take pictures of of everything so you could probably get through in a couple of hours if you were just kind of speeding through and, and didn't focus on um you know gotta catch them all essentially uh so i yeah i'd highly recommend checking it out i think it's um a really delightful little thing and you know it it has just um a lot of joy in it and uh a lot of just like little details that are nice um love nice little sound design and you know just the feeling of running around and just the the look of the game it's just bright and colorful and you know it has cartoonish villains but i think it has a good message about like you know protecting nature and and you know in our world of climate change and everything and you know that you rescue a dolphin who is kind of uh, beached a beached dolphin at the start of the game and stuff like that so it feels like it's it definitely has a positive environmentally focused message um uh you know anti-capitalist in a way of like you know trying to get rid of this uh, person who's trying to build this giant hotel on the island that type of thing and it's it's all very kind of simplified but i think it's very effective in that way it's just like hey we're just two little girls here trying to go and get a petition so that we can get this mean hotel man away from our island almost like pixar-esque in a way um or or like kids movie-esque uh but effective and has a nice message and yeah just fun to play and, and take pictures of things um i enjoyed it quite a lot so i would recommend people check out alba i think it's a wildlife adventure uh probably should have written down the whole thing but there you go alba very very nice little game um, good one for over the holidays nice well i have beaten another game with pilot wing 64 very nice and i don't have a huge much more to say about it i think that you know compared to pilot wings resort where i went and 100 percented every single mission this game is just a little bit too hard to do that and i definitely was turned off by just the, some of the difficulty in the later levels to, to try and achieve uh, that kind of perfect result on every single um mission but i still think this game really does hold up and runs fantastically well on nintendo switch online with like nice smooth 60 frame rate and Mm. you know it looks chunky and like an n64 game but it just runs beautifully well and is very clear and crisp and some of the missions are a little more quirky i'd say than um resort for example where there's like this i don't know if you remember the trophy back in smash brothers melee but there's Mm. like uh it's called like the mecha mecha don or mecha dragon or something do you remember no i don't remember it and it said from pilot wing 64 i was like that's weird and then so when you play the mission in the game it's basically like this godzilla kind of robot thing walking around the town and you have to shoot it like five four or five times to beat the the level wait what they put star fox in this game exactly (laughs) like it felt very very star fox um and there was basically none of that in resort i think can you shoot in resort i don't think you can shoot in resort but you can shoot photos whereas in this game you can do photos but there's also also some levels where you've got a full-on like torpedo kind of rocket launcher style thing um going on so yeah it's 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 quirky it's very strange um and i think it's it's got a real strange visual style 
but I still think it really holds up. And for anyone who remotely likes a bit of flying, a bit of Star Fox, a bit of... If you like Pilot Wings Resort, this is obviously a fantastic game. Um, yeah, Pilot Wings 64 on the Nintendo Switch Online. It's another another N64 gem that I'm glad I got back to because it's it's really good, really really good. And it's kind of now that I've beaten it at the end of last year, end of 2022, I I guess it'll count for my potential game of the year that didn't come out this year for the end of 2023. Right? Yeah, it's in that weird middle. It's in period, the weird window, you know. Yeah. Um, especially because we recorded earlier this year so it's early, uh, yeah. probably um even even more so because uh, yeah i've got i've got a few games like that which are kind of hanging in that weird balance that it's it's always hard to remember them because you're like well oh well i beat that last year but you know it's like with the game awards especially like after the cutoff date it's like oh well halo will be eligible next year well yeah, that's like, what happened halo, halo not, was far oh, off worth. getting nominated wasn't it yeah, yeah exactly because everyone just puts it out of mind so it's just one of those weird things um yeah, did you use much rewinding in 64 for some of those harder segments, or were you just like, nah, I'm just not going to try it? No. Um, they don't have, like, formal rewinding, as it were. Oh, the N64 doesn't, no. does it? It just has save stage, save right? Stage, yeah. yeah, but I, I didn't save state G's any levels, no. I was, okay. I was hardcore, hardcore. Um, yeah. and Seems like there's been a bit of a theme here of you going back to these N64 games and them just being very hard, you know, which I think speaks to <laughs> the fact that we weren't just bad as a kid. Games no. were just harder back then, games generally. Games were harder. Um, and yeah, more unforgiving. And they were they were also more brutal when it came to stuff like checkpointing, save points, these kinds yes. of things were all much harder as well. It wasn't yeah, exactly. just mechanically more difficult. Um, and yeah, I think, yeah, it's a good example of how games have just... Got a lot more, not necessarily control better, although they do, but I do think these old Nintendo games handle generally very well, and it's a testament to how amazing Nintendo are as a kind of, as a developer. Um, but yeah, Pilot 64 would highly, highly recommend. Um, I know that there's a wave of more 64 games coming shortly, but this one's one to check out. Yeah, I am surprised that there hasn't been... Um more of an update on terms are of you different... no no in terms of uh, different sis because i expected in september they'd be like and now it's game boy games oh right for another, yeah yeah, you know, yeah. They, I they were it... like no yeah. we're just gonna do more n64 games i'm like you're kind of running out of n64 games you know we're getting to yeah, the n64 is a, a shallow library for very sure. shallow um, yeah. and yeah, it's shocking that like Game Boy and Game Boy Advance haven't come. Were they like and... data mined like ages ago? People are like, yeah, this is happening. It's like I think it was like back those... in the summer. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Um, I I don't know. Trying to predict these things is so right. difficult. The way that they, they just drip free, feed everything out, it's 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 very painful. Yeah, um, it's, but... it's it's one of those eternal things we're waiting for. Just like Metro Prime trilogy and every other, uh, you know, the Wind right. Waker and Twilight Princess right. re-releases. You know, or like what will what year will it actually be before Nintendo treat GameCube games like they were, um, you know, N64 games or right. Super Nintendo yes. games? You know, it's going to be like 2040 at this rate. It's crazy because like you could buy n64 games on virtual console on wii and that was in 2006 so like i I don't know it felt like a much quicker turnaround on like the accessibility of n64 games given the relative time like n64 was done by like 90 i don't know 99 maybe i don't know when did gamecube come out gamecube came out like 2001 2001 so like n64 was still relevant in 2000 and yet only six years later nintendo were letting you buy n64 games on their new platform and it's been like almost 20 years since gamecube and we still don't have a way of buying yeah, gamecube yeah. games which is 
uh, it's frustrating to say the least. Um, but hey, that's why uh, everyone has a Steam Deck, right? That's uh, that's what everyone's doing now. It's playing. That's how you're playing GameCube games, um, which is certainly what I'm going to be doing. But yeah. we'll see. We'll see how Nintendo gets around to it. Maybe one day. Who knows? Um, uh, awesome. Um, well, the last thing I wanted to uh, check in with here is that I've been playing a bunch of stuff over Christmas uh, with various family members, um, and uh, I think it's just an interesting uh, kind of thing to get the perspective of people who don't really play games that much uh, when mm. it comes to these things. Um, so played a bunch of uh, Jackbox stuff and What the Dub, Bally's favorite game of all time, oh, What the what Dub, the dub um, which uh, we played so much at your stag, dude, that it was <laughs> almost overkill, but uh, it was very, very <laughs> enjoyable. Um, and What the Dub is interesting, right? Right, because like with family members it's it's a slightly different vibe than um drinking <laughs> yes. at 2 a.m uh, everyone's pissed off their mind um but it's still very funny i think the effective thing about that game is you can be funny without being rude you know like you just mm. have to have the right non sequiturs you have to have the right and to describe what this game is this game is basically you get a bunch of movie clips old movie clips from like um black and white movies and they basically take out some of the audio so they'll have like one person saying a line and then another person will say the line but the audio will be removed and you have to write uh what that line says and then like a a siri like ai voice reads your line back yeah. and it plays the clip back as it does it and so it plays all these clips in a row back to back and it's just very funny it's just like a bunch of uh you just see a bunch of jokes like back to back essentially and then you have to basically pick your favorite one uh which one you found the funniest um and yeah i think it's just you know even if it's not going like super rude i think it is one of those games that is very effective and it was the one that everyone was able to get into quite easily Mm. and understand quickly i think that's the tricky part about some of these games over christmas especially with older folks is that just getting the the literacy the video game literacy behind it to like know what's going on like we played jackbox um trivia murder party um which to be fair and everyone was like oh these are two american questions and like yeah they kind of are they're, they're slanted in the direction of like u.s based stuff because that's where the company came from and yeah. also i think the earlier jackbox games were generally a bit more skewed in that direction as well because they hadn't uh, a global audience as much um but uh but yeah trivia murder party is like well okay so you're gonna answer these questions but then if you die you have to do a mini challenge and then that's also gonna determine whether you get back in the game or not um and then if you do die then you can still play but then at the end you have to do this chase thing where everyone's chasing behind and everyone still answers the questions but it's multiple choice but then when you break it down there's actually quite a lot that's going on there and it almost like it basically just adds a lot of flavor and sauce on top of a basic trivia game just to spice it up a bit um i think it's good still but i think it is it's maybe a bit of a higher barrier to entry than i maybe expected it to be because i was like oh everyone knows trivia right but um but it's it's a little it's a little bit more layered than that um and you know so you've got my dad trying to do this thing where it's like here is a block puzzle and remember all the red blocks and then replicate them on your phone and it's like i i mean i guess he can do that but i'm not sure if it's going to turn out great uh, you know like it's, it's one of those weird things so um yeah so so those games are fun and you know i think quiplash was probably the the best one of those quiplash is the one where you basically um you get a question and you have to come up with a funny response to it and it goes head to head with different people and then um oh what's the the fibbage fibbage is the one where you have to come up with lies uh convincing lies basically so it'll be a question of like 
in 2005, Johnny Depp did this thing. Uh, what did he do? And then you have to come up with a convincing lie, basically. Um, and then you get points if someone chooses yours as opposed to the right answer. Um, yeah, Fibbage is pretty good. So those ones are kind of like the more basic ones that are easy. I know Jackbox. I've got all the Jackbox games. Like, there was a Humble Bundle where I bought all of them just for stuff like this. And uh, I've done a work before with folks, but... Um, jackbox games get more and more complicated i think as the years have gone on and i think the best ones are still the basic ones like quiplash and fibbage and stuff like that because they're easy to explain to people and you're not like going through and you know basically it's it gets to a point where it's almost like a board game you know where you're like okay this rule and this rule and all that sort of stuff so yeah so like your whole family owned like smartphones and they were all linked up and they were all I mean, I think that's impressive for some of the older generations to be able to. Yeah, I mean, when I say older generations, it's like my parents. Okay, my aunties not talking older than that that sort of stuff. Um, But yeah, my cousin, all all my cousins, yeah, they're all much, very much more looped in and stuff like that. So, um, oh, the other thing we play was Gartic Phone, which I think is actually the the best one. I love Gartic Phone. This is, um, I think, I got onto this through Giant Bomb, but it's basically a. it's basically Pictionary, uh, but with um, Chinese whispers. So basically, you draw a thing. Basically, you write you write out a, a sentence like I don't know, uh, flying Santa eating a chocolate bar, right? Mm-hmm. And then the the person who gets that sentence has to draw that. Then that drawing gets sent to another person oh, I heard who about has this to game, yeah. yeah, who has to say what it is, and then that gets sent to a next person who then has to draw what they yeah, said. Yeah. So it's this chain, basically, this chain of drawings and um, phrases, and it's just it's really. It's it takes a while because you have to keep drawing and stuff like that but the the payoff is so good at the end because then you go through and you see the chain in real time and you see like how far off from the original it got um and it's obviously better with more people i played it with work a few times and it's very very funny so like the more people you can get the better but um i think we had like six people playing it uh and uh it was, it was more me and my cousins and um yeah it was very very funny that one is probably my favorite actually i, I think gartic phone is excellent and highly recommend uh for for gatherings that one is, is really good um but yeah there's also some, some other gaming going on of uh, a more traditional type um i'm very glad Bally, that we were forced to buy mario kart 8 this year because mm. i've just realized that mario kart 8 deluxe is the easiest game to play with with people it's so um, universal isn't it it's I bet. so universal like, yeah, yeah um and the nice thing again about switch is like hey those joy cons they can just be controllers can't they yeah. so uh, it's not perfect but it works you know yes. like yeah it's great and and i think for so many people who aren't playing the sheer number of games we're playing they don't care that they're controlling through a joy con exactly know? Like, they don't know what a good controller feels like <laughs> yeah like it, it makes a big difference it does so i had a couple of sessions uh one with my uh my cousin's kids um who are seven and nine i want to say so they're like perfect what's that what's their gaming history uh they have a switch and they play every lego game basically okay, right uh, so and they've got animal could, crossing could definitely and, be worse than that yeah and they've played mario kart before so they know what they're doing basically um uh, but they came around here actually this was before christmas they came around here and um uh, I was upstairs playing Final Fantasy fourteen, and uh, and they came up and they're like, "Oh, what is this?" I'm like, "Oh, this is an MMO." Uh, they <laughs> it's have a very, no idea. This is an adult game. It's yeah, very I was like, "Look you at this! This is this is my character that I made, and I'm killing a tiger." And they're like, "Oh, this is cool." And they're like, "Right, let's play some Mario Kart." And they they hadn't played the DLC yet, so I was like, "I'm going to introduce oh. you. Look, I'm I'm cool here. I've got the DLC." They're like, "Oh, we've not seen these courses," so they're very excited about that. Um, and again, like I just played on the Pro Controller, and of course they're tiny, so the dinky Switch controllers on the side. Are perfect basically the perfect size for their hand so that's fine um so yeah i played played uh, some dlc with them and then on christmas um my other cousins were there and uh yeah they're they're all of a generation who grew up with games so they just have a bit more of a is this the fifa um, crowd 
no no this is my my mom's side of the family right. so this is different cousins but um but they you know i i think they're more um you know up for uh, playing stuff like my cousin had actually had a switch oled that he had bought and he's he's what? a model so he literally goes around the world and so he's traveling a lot and um <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he had a, he bought a Switch OLED, but that it meant that we had enough controllers because using uh, one of his as, as on the side as well, so we could do a four player race, um, and it was just really fun. It was very fun to have a four player local co op Mario Kart uh, session, mm. uh, which I've not really done in years. Um, yeah. So I think it it works really well. I do notice the thirty frames because obviously as soon as you get past two players in, in multiplayer with Mario Kart, yeah. it drops the frame rate down. So you do notice it, but it's still surprisingly quite playable. Um, and I think that you know um my my cousin actually was a demon like he was playing donkey kong and he came first in every race i'm like jesus christ man what have you been doing been smoking some mario kart recently like and uh yeah he's uh did did very well so um it was, it was good fun and uh i i really enjoyed doing that and uh yeah mario kart is just one of those universal games uh that is so easy for people to play and pick up um and then the, the very last thing is on i think it was not boxing day it was the day after the 27th um where i was at my other side of the family my dad's side and that's where my cousin's kids are, are. and uh and i was just on my laptop just uh, trying to get the free epic game for the day and they were in the other room as well and they're like oh what have you got on this i want to see what video games you have uh so um so I showed them Vampire Survivors Bally, and I sent you a video of them playing. Basically, I started playing Vampire Survivors, and they're like, what's this? And I'm just explaining it as I go along. And it's just remarkable how kids just pick up on things so instantly mm. and just instantly understand games. And like within like you know 10 minutes, I was like, all right, you guys have a go. And so they start moving around and start playing it, and they're just getting really into it. And you know, they're like, I need the garlic, and like, oh no, get the get the um the holy water. And like they just they start learning the meta of vampire survivors like within like half an hour um it was very enjoyable and then i did a full run and showed them how crazy it gets at the end and all that sort of stuff so uh yeah i i think it's just very it's cool to see that game that i actually i think you know in hindsight having played a lot of it over the holiday probably would have put it on my top 10 list now and maybe bumped off pokemon if i'm honest um but uh but that game is which pokemon game would you have bumped off uh, both of them, of course, because they're both number 10. I think you mean uh, all three of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, look, Scarlet and Violet are one game. Okay, Come on, fair. let's not do I'll this. I'll give you let's, that, I'll give you that. Let's, let's get not ahead of ourselves. Um, so yeah, I, I, I mean, Vampire Survivors is it's just one of those games that actually is perfect to give to kids because all it is is moving around and it's mm, very easy yeah. to understand and it is extremely satisfying like just killing just becoming a death machine um is is so much uh fun and i i really think that uh i said i i was telling them i was like hey you know this is free on phones so if you get your parents phone you can download it so i don't know how that's gonna go uh probably i've <laughs> sowed some seeds of chaos there but uh you know that's what i'm here for i'm here to to influence the younger minds when it comes to games so um yeah it was fun lots of different uh games lots of different people playing games in different situations uh and uh yeah i'm i'm glad i'm glad at the very least that i have mario kart 8 deluxe to bring out at situations do, like that because... do, do you think your family on a, are on a good trajectory to have some some healthy gaming habits in the future or is it just going to be lego games and ipads and other things yeah i don't know how they'll grow up those two kids um they uh they definitely 
like lots of other games but they are very franchise driven i think with the lego stuff and um they just, they got a bunch of lego mm. for christmas and that sort of stuff so it feels like the lego is the main focus less the games um but i did show them my animal crossing town as well because they, they have animal crossing and they were like we're still in the tent and i'm like how long have you guys owned this game <laughs> like i think they've had it for like two years and they still have a tent like they clearly don't play it that much basically um but uh but yeah i don't know we'll see i'll try and influence them as much as i can as they grow older and we'll we'll see how it goes but um who can say it's one of those things like i was asking one of my older cousins she's 20 and she's at uni now i was like so how many like uh how many people are, are like uh you know gamers at uni and she's like what and she's like everyone plays games you know like it's just one of those that mm. i think that generation just like inherently like has games as part of their growing up yeah. it's not like a thing that people we were at uni like... gaming was definitely a crowd you know yes. it was like we're the gaming exactly. crowd you know we, we play halo we play cold we play right. you know yeah guitar hero <laughs> totally yeah whereas now it's just like hey everyone just plays games you know um and yeah she was like oh yeah i've been playing minecraft i'm like what okay i guess yeah you know uh just happens so um it's uh it's very interesting it's very cool um, and we often don't get that kind of like regular like what are what are normal people doing we're in this weird bubble where we're just like complete nerds but uh yeah it is fun kind of getting that perspective on things so uh yeah has your family authority on video games improved since now working in the industry uh i don't i don't think so i don't think that most people care that much if i'm honest or, <laughs> or even understand so it's like you know it's it's whatever but um, do your family think yeah. you make you make games now yeah I, I look it's one of those things where it's like you try and explain it but really no one that really you can see that eyes glazing over and just I think not publishing understand. is a pretty universal yeah I mean, you, I can explain it through the means of book publishing because most yeah. more people understand what that is. You yeah, know? exactly. Um, so. it's, not, it's not a million miles away. It's not a million miles away, but it's still like, you know, no one really knows what I do if I'm honest. <laughs> so um, that's the way it's You play be. Fantasy Critic, but in real life. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But then um, you have to explain what Fantasy Critic is. So oh, boy, let's never mind. go down that rabbit hole, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, well, I think that's going to do us for the first segment. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back after the break to do some predictions. We'll see you in a bit. Alrighty, everybody, welcome back to the second part of today's show. It's time to look ahead, to use our glasses, our goggles, to peer into the mists of the future and figure out what, in fact, Nintendo or anyone surrounding Nintendo will do in the next 12 months' time. That is, of course, predictions. But before we do that, Bally, we must atone for the sins of our past for the predictions that we made uh, 12 months ago uh, when we last recorded a predictions episode. Um, so I'm going to hand over to you, Bally, as predictions master. Mm. Do you want to go through how we did what we said last year uh, and how we did? Uh, I think 
I think I went first last time, so maybe right. do yours I'm first. I'm going to go first. Time. Here we go. Yeah, right. We go. My first prediction for from 2022 was the Mario film will be a roaring success and probably be a fun romp akin to Sonic. Will be weird, but ultimately does what Nintendo wants it to do. The film will have a post credit scene featuring Wario and Waluigi played by Tom Hanks and John Goodman. <laughs> uh, the sequel will come out in 2024 and a DK film will be out in 2023 and there'll be a pseudo Mario cinematic universe born um okay well, it's all been delayed so there we go we don't know yet do you want to carry this prediction over until april and we'll revisit it in april and see if that comes true yeah let's do that let's yeah do that. let's I'll, let's I'll, see if that happens I'll, I'll 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 put i'll just mark it in in red i just want to know if warrior and the war luigi turn up in a post credit scene that's all i want that's to know, you know? that would be that would be good i'd enjoy uh-huh. that and if they are played by tom hanks and john goodman that's the more important part um, yeah, the thing is you know given what we've seen so far i, I feel like i feel like it's going to be a good movie i don't know like yes it, it seems yes. like it is so it's it's there it's happening. i do have a prediction in my current with my new predictions about it so oh okay you can, you can all right there cool that sounds good um 2022 will be another completely silent year for Metroid Prime 4, which will mean that the rumours for an HD remaster of Metroid Prime are true. Just the first game is on its way to Nintendo Switch in summer. Uh, widescreen, substantial HD glow-up, similar to Wind Waker, they'll iron out the collectathon at the end of the game and make mm. it leaner for a better overall performance. Uh, does gangbusters critically and does pretty well commercially. Well, I think... Jeff Grubb had to shave all his hair he off, did, right? Yeah. Because this had, didn't happen in 2022, so... That's true. However, like yesterday, one of the Nintendo leakers who knows stuff, who like knew, basically talked about Tears of the Kingdom before its name was Tears of the Kingdom, had a cheeky kind of thing. They were like, oh, Zelda fans will be crying tears of joy like a couple of days before that name was revealed. Um, they've said, are Nintendo fans primed and ready yesterday? So uh, uh. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, are we going to get a last-minute thing before today, the end of the year? I don't know. Uh, uh-huh. Who... who has any idea we'll see, we'll see. Um, uh, yeah. i said it's sequel time for ring fit adventure so it's announced in spring and it's going to come out in autumn uh new strengthened ring con that won't wear out it'll, it'll be t- like 12.2 million copies september 2021 i think that's what the previous one was right yeah uh, the new f- feature will be increased online interactivity comp- competition boards etc exclusive competitions for nintendo online subscribers uh, means customizable avatars, which in turn means Nintendo taking a step towards microtransactions. Yay. I guess that slot was filled by Sports Story. Not Sports Story. Uh, well, Switch Sports. Yes. Because they yeah. kind of went for the whole avatar thing and customizable things and unlockables. And it didn't become microtransactions, so maybe that's that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. I do, I do think that there's still room for Nintendo to do more with Ring Fit Adventure, just given yes. how well yeah. it has done. I wouldn't be surprised if this year they did do something with it, so maybe you're just like a year out. But yeah. um, I, I feel like that was such a roaring success that they would be silly if they didn't follow up on it in some way, right? Like, of all the... Of all the, like, out-there ideas they've had this generation, from, like, ARMS to 1-2-Switch to Switch Sports, like, their kind of wider, broader appeals to the weird Mario Kart toy thing and Labo, Ring Fit is by far the most successful of all of those ventures. Definitely. Um, So, I think it's the one that they probably should take on a bit more, um, but we'll see. I said Mother 3 will be playable by the end of the year through Nintendo Switch Online, bringing GBA 
Following yep. a little bit of heat over the expansion pack, uh, GBA games will be rolled into this pack. Uh, the, the, yeah, there was a bit of heat back then, but now everyone's like, yay, lots of Nintendo 64 games. Uh-huh, but, um, yeah. The eight launch games would include Mother 3, Metroid Fusion, WarioWare, Mario Kart, Super Circuit, F-Zero, Maximum Velocity, Zelda, Minish Cap, Fire Emblem 7, and Mario Land 4. Well, um, didn't happen. Maybe that'll come this year. Who knows? And then my ridiculous prediction was Zelda Kingdoms in conjunction with Niantic. Clear the blight from your local area. Go on quests, gain rupees to buy weapons, use your bike as a pony to ride to <laughs> locations and save Hyrule. Oh, man. And we also had the fun idea that it was basically the reverse game of Pikmin Bloom so that right. in the code people would be growing blight um, and that would be their flowers within Pikmin Bloom, but then Got other you. people would yes. be clearing the blight. <laughs> in in Pikmin kingdoms. Bloom. Oh my god! Yeah, that's uh, what a great idea. We have <laughs> better ideas than Nintendo, yeah, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's funny that you use the word kingdom because it's now in the title of the next yeah. Zelda game. So, like, got close there, got a little bit close, um, but you know, I, I think know, that's more that... or less a big fat zero. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure that's a big zero. Yeah, yeah generally. Right. Your predictions for 2022? Okay. Nintendo will continue their drip feed release of N64 and Genesis games throughout the year, getting to the point where they have put out all the games they promised. They will then announce Game Boy slash Game Boy Color games coming to the Switch Online, at which point no more N64 games will release for the rest of the console's life. Alongside this, the Splatoon 3 expansion will be announced as being the next addition to the service. I think that uh, Splatoon 3 expansion is a great great shout for this year. I think this year, definitely, yeah, it's definitely possible. Um, Although, yeah, I don't know if it will necessarily be tied to the subscription service because they did announce uh xenoblade's expansion and xenoblade's expansion has no tie to the uh to the switch online um which probably makes sense because that's a smaller crowd more niche audience who are all gonna mm. buy it anyway um whereas platoon is a bit more broader they've so, announced that they, def- they definitely won't tie it in later they might do later yeah they okay. could do but um so far no that xenoblade stuff is standalone you have to buy it yourself if you want it so yeah uh, Masahiro Sakurai will announce that his next project is in the works and that it will not be a Nintendo game this is so spot on not be a Nintendo game having had to negotiate deals with Square Enix he will have got to talking with the creatives over there and we will be making a new IP that will only ship on Xbox PlayStation and PC well I mean Sakurai made a YouTube channel yeah, this it's year that's a new project so... that is not a Nintendo game <laughs> so I'm going to give you a half point for this right, one it's technically um, correct it wasn't with Square Enix but you know yeah. I think he has got had a new project I need to check out that YouTube channel Do have you not watched any it? of it I've not watched any of oh it oh my god it's so good yeah I definitely would recommend they're all really bite sized videos as well they're like two to three minutes long um, and they're very fun sometimes they're just like stupid things like anyway to be a good manager you must be nice to people and that's you know like sakurai you know there there are some things there which are a bit silly but um there's literally there's lots of interesting game design things where he talks about hit stops and he talks about like animate like little animation things of like why do animations feel good well here's why um Mm. those type of things are really interesting he just did a video like a 10 minute video that's basically a let's play of last of us part one where he's like praising the accessibility features um it's it's super interesting stuff so yeah sakurai out there doing and i think there was an article saying like he said oh i'm semi-retired now which i i don't know i don't know if i believe him um because that man semi-retired for him basically means i'm just going to work a regular person's day as opposed to 20 hours a day um so i'm just gonna work full time on this youtube channel yeah exactly um but yeah that's cool you said that Nintendo, late to the party as ever, will finally announce that themes and folders are coming to the Switch in a new update. However, you will not be able to buy themes on the 3DS 
However, wait, you will not be able to buy themes like on the 3DS eShop. There will be five new themes, all basic colors with no frills. (laughs) The folders will be limited to only 10 total, and you can only label them with an individual letter. Everyone will be happy at first, but these features will be compromised on every front. They released compromised folders. They did. Yeah, they they did did release compromised folders. They don't even call them folders. They call them like groups, and they are a pain in the ass to manage to the point where... Point where I've basically given up on them at this point. I've given I'm like, up on them. I just yeah. want bucket folders, please. This is yeah. it's a joke, um, it's really and bad. I'm pretty close to giving you a full point for that because it is a <laughs> it's pretty spot so on. bad. It's, it's so compromised. It's, uh, they've introduced bad folders, and that's yeah. So yeah. one and a half points. I'm, right, I'm impressed. All right. F Zero will get its redemption in the month that F Zero X is planned to launch on Nintendo Switch Online. Nintendo will announce in a direct that F Zero GX is getting a remaster titled F Zero GX Extreme. As it happened with Advance Wars, it will be co-developed with another smaller Western studio, Shinnin. This will be mm. their test to see if they can make a full-blown F Zero game. Well, Shinnin had a, a game announced in there and stealth dropped i want to say yeah they in, did is that was um, it, is it a penguin it was called the punch win yeah punch uh, win. it's yeah, basically like a a match three game where you're a penguin with a boxing glove it's very weird not uh, exactly my next predicted game from shinnan no um, yeah, no i'm glad they're doing weird stuff but i don't i don't know i didn't really um, it's not my thing so we'll see yeah i'll uh, we'll see what they do next um yeah all right is that all my predictions last one a bit more wild nintendo in their infinite wisdom adding features to games years late will attempt to reboot arms they will not release arms 2 but instead will announce a new single player campaign for the original game that will be akin to the update they gave animal crossing new leaf arms 2.0 if you will they will also add multiple new characters including a weird long armed mario and link (laughs) that would would have been really cool i would i would have picked up arms had that happened but um Alas, it did yeah, not. Yeah, but yeah. One and a half points. That might be a record. I'm, I think that's I'm probably impressed. the most points anyone has ever scored yes. on this show for a predictions thing. Um, yeah, you know, sometimes you just say things that Nintendo will inevitably do, and sometimes you get the the year correct. I think that's what happened with the folders. Is like, well, they got to eventually do this and fuck it up some way, and they did. They did eventually do yeah. it and fuck yeah. it up some way. Yeah. Um, it's there's yeah, it's kind of it's uh, so um, frustrating when they mess up things that they've already gotten right. That's uh-huh. what just does my head I in. Can't it's like you had great fu- folders oh on the 3ds. You could even put like a Game Boy on the on the cover with a label. Like it looks great. And the then, 3ds yeah. is legitimately one of my favorite systems of all time just because the folders and the activity log that's it yeah. they nail those aspects which are weird tangential things that have nothing to do with games but for me are so important to a system and like why a system is cool like oh it's so frustrating but, just just on that point as well like we all got our like end of year things from all these different companies and they're all so weird and inconsistent and none of them give you what you want which is how many hours have i played like steam did this entire replay thing yes. with so much data and it's all in percentages and it's like just tell me the fucking hour count man so the problems go beyond nintendo is what you're trying to say yeah which, exactly which isn't yeah the end of the world but no. um, i just think that like customizability and having cool little knickknacks and schemes yeah. and colors works so well with handheld devices yeah and the fact that the switch that you've now got like the switch light and other switch models like it is a bit of a trendy device and to not have any customizability in that sense is tragic but it sucks man Anyway. Badge Arcade. Remember fucking Badge, Badge Arcade? Arcade? Oh my that was god. A, that was my favourite daily random Nintendo thing to do, honestly. So that good. Is, that's, the, that's the shit. Badge Arcade fucking rules. Um, right. 
So we're getting to predictions for 2023. I guess so, Bali. I guess it's time to do it. Um, yeah, these these get harder and harder all they the time, do. as we were saying. Um, I feel like mine are relatively boring, but you said you went spicy. So um, I think that'll balance things out nice. Yeah, mine's basically a construction of a narrative that I don't really fully believe in, but uh-huh. it's very fun to talk about. One that you want to happen, let's I'd say. like this to happen yeah, very much yeah. so. Um, all right, well, uh, seeing as you started off with uh, your predictions, how about we go with you first for your first prediction? Right. Uh, my first prediction is 2D Mario comes out. Hell yeah. And it's got a heavy inspiration of the Meat Boy Celeste-style 2D platformers. Mario moves faster. He's a smaller sprite on the screen, and lives are once and for all out of the window. Uh, it's going to be announced in the February Direct, and it's going to come out just after summer, October-ish window. Uh, in the announcement, Nintendo revealed that this whole time Nintendo devs have been using Mario Maker as an inspiration for where to go next with 2D Mario. And due to the success of harder Mario Maker levels, they decide to try a game that is not for the faint of heart. Um, and it's, it's going to be a little bit like Rayman's reinvention with Origins and Legends. It's that mm. kind of level of innovation and fresh takes. Yeah. Um, it's, it's due. It's got to happen. I, I feel like, yeah, we're we're due to get one of these. It's been... When did Mario Maker 2 come out? Like, four years ago? Oh, Three? Yeah, 2018, 19. Yeah, yeah something yeah. like that. So, And that thing kind of died. Like, no one's talking about that anymore. It feels like it... You know, they never really followed up on the the extra themes, right? Like, they, they had Mario... Uh, what was it? 3D World? And everyone was like, oh, I could do Mario 2. And then they just made Mario 2 items instead. Which I did have fun with those. I did I made, like, a couple levels around those, but... You know, it, it's it been stagnant, um, this series, for a long time. Uh, obviously, the new Super Mario Brothers series. And it sell, it's stagnant. Not only, not only is it stagnant, but it's a series that sells so well. Yes, like, 2D exactly. Mario outsells 3D Mario. And we've yep. had even fewer of them in the last few years. Like, it's it's wild. It's crazy. Um, what what are we thinking from an art style perspective for this? Oh, what, God. What, what um, is it going to look like? I would love something that was more akin to Rayman, honestly. Mm. Like, just... Painterly, like, kind painterly, of... Painterly, yeah. Um i don't know what what's what's a recent unusual nintendo art style i mean they you know they've gone in the crafts direction a lot i feel like they mm. leave that for their lesser series though like yoshi and kirby tend to go in the crafty direction and i feel like mario they kind of want a bit more prestige to it um yeah you know they they play around with art styles a lot though right with odyssey there's a lot of different interesting weird takes on it um obviously with the kind of the classic uh sprites in different settings and, and yes. things like that yeah but, um yeah, I don't know. Maybe a... The thing is, they've done a 3D, 2D thing with New Super Mario Brothers, so they kind of like have hit that thing. So it feels like they should go back to a more stylized I, look, you know? I would try and ape a lot more on what they did with Odyssey, where they just mm. keep changing it up. And it, like it could mechanically be the same across all these levels, but then the art style maybe changes every level or something ridiculous. And they could give it some zany name, like, I don't know, Mario... <laughs> mario paint 2 or like mario like mm-hmm. it's trying to incorporate mario paint into this ridiculous yeah. art style for this 2d platformer that'd be funny i don't know something i just want it to be as bold as possible i don't even mind the direction it goes in just anything that's not new super mario brothers honestly i think you know like nintendo sometimes with their series go in a very japanese direction and i feel like they've not ever done that with mario like there are certain parts of odyssey that have like those types of sections but a whole they... japanese imperial castle like is yeah the, the totally Bowser world at the but end, like what if they had an okami style 
visual yeah. like 2d visual style where it was japanese painting uh kind of aesthetics and have mario look I'd like love that that, That's that a would really be great shot. extremely cool probably very hard to pull off but nintendo have enough money yeah. to do what they want in that sense so i wonder if like they go and lean into traditional japanese stuff with mario because they never have ever done that before and i think that'd be very interesting if they do that the last question is um how much does the mario movie tie into this game because obviously it's going to be something that they want to leverage is the popularity of that movie alongside whatever brand new mario thing they have to push on people um is there any connection yeah i i mean i really don't think they link the two at all to be honest i think the big thing that's linking to the film is probably the the theme park opening in la Mm, um but i'd be shocked if they'd linked anything game wise uh, I think it's wrong. likely that they do like a Mario Odyssey bundle, another one, or they put out that they re-release that Odyssey bundle potentially, or they do a bundle that's like it's the Mario bundle on Switch with this new game and Odyssey and a new special f- Switch that's themed after the movie. Maybe you know, like right, I right. could see that happening, but or um, like a brand new outfit in Odyssey. Yeah, exactly. Oh, right, something. totally. Put the Mario. Oh my god! Put the Mario movie. Uh, Mario <laughs> in Odyssey. By Chris Pratt. Holy shit! Oh god, that's frightening. I don't I feel know like if that I would anger more that. people than it pleases. But um, yeah, you never know. Yeah. Nintendo yeah. aren't scared of controversial. They are not. Picks. They are not. Um, all right. Uh, cool. That sounds very good. I hope it comes true because I do want. Look, I like some of the new Super Mario Brothers games. The original DS one's actually great. Yeah, like, I really think great. that's a good game. Um, and had fun playing uh, multiplayer on Wii U. That was actually uh, and then a they good did time. it four times. Yeah, and I've never played the Wii one. The Wii one, maybe I'll download that on Steam Deck. Actually, I might check that out. Mm. Mario Wii and and uh, two is just the the worst one. Two is the the least inspired. It was done by the B team basically. Um, right. New Super Mario Brothers two, and it's just boring as hell like collect coins man i had that... a good time with wii u but it was pretty damn dull yeah totally um need shaking up they need to do yeah. something different so fingers crossed um all right bally well uh, this year for my first prediction it's time to talk about the new console it's gonna happen something's gonna happen we are at the edge we're on we're gonna be in year six right when we get to march it's gonna be year six of the switch and that is the it'll time be year seven come it'll be the end of year six won't it uh so it's 2017 so 2023 will be yeah starting of year seven will be the right. end of the sixth year of the yeah. switch so switch will have been out for six years by the time march rolls around yes. basically and that's the time when you start to talk about a new console right it's it's when things start to get moving and i feel like given all the scuttlebutt and everything pro doesn't make any sense anymore we're far too late in order to do that they're gonna do a brand new system it's gonna be i think it's gonna have some backwards compatibility all that sort of stuff but when do we hear about it what do we what's it called all that sort of stuff what what always happens is that we hear about a code name first now with with switch it was very early because iwata said in the shareholders meeting in like what 2013 or something or something stupid like 2014 because we use lack of success but yeah 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 maybe it's 2015 but he said we're nx is real uh we are making the nx that is the code name it was 2015 because i've got a prediction that's akin to yours oh okay all right yeah we can do that after this one i guess um so uh so yeah it feels like a time where we start hearing about but it's not always i can't remember like where did we hear the name project cafe from right like for wii u i don't remember where that came from Mm, where did dolphin like do people leak those you know where does that come from it feels it's like the industry starts talking before public stuff appears and so you get like the experts murmuring about things right and they're invested in this sort of Mm -hmm. thing and then it's rumored that it's this and we're not yeah it was very clear with the switch but we're not quite there for switch 2 i guess 
Totally. And um, I think they need to say something, but I don't think they're going to say something until quite late in the year. Um, Nintendo, you know, last time did a very late turnaround from, from Switch announcement to release. They, the infamous Mario tweet with him hiding behind the fucking curtain. Uh, and, then, and then they did the trailer, you know? Like, oh my God. Remember the internet back then? It was fucking wild. That like, October, it was a was it october 2016 yes yeah. that drop of that trailer with uh-huh. breath of the wild on the couch with, yeah was that was just insanely yeah that i mean the so hype well leading produced. up to it was just like again the fucking tweet with i can't believe they did they just lent into it on social media with this mario bot with the curtain i was just like <laughs> jesus christ uh yeah they're doing good job there and um yeah, it was a very quick turnaround, right? Because it came out in March of the next year, but so it's less than six months. They also months. had the January event in Tokyo. Yes. Yeah, they did, exactly. So there are multiple things in a very short space of time. Here's the thing. I think we will hear the code name around sometime in February or March this year. I feel like someone will start Ooh, talking. That's early. I think March makes more sense because GDC is happening in March, and that's when whispers start happening, right? That's when people start talking and, you know, word gets around about secret things happening in the industry because there are all the developers in the world in one spot, and we're in 2023 now, so we're really... Not that COVID is over, because it certainly isn't, but, like we're going to have many more people there in person than have been in the last three years, right? And I think mm-hmm. that that's going to lead to people talking. And I think it's going to lead to things leaking out. I think we will hear a code name for what Nintendo's next system will be. Now, what is that code name? I think, like, something dumb like um, NSX or something. They'll just put an extra letter in there. It's like the SX instead of the NX or something stupid. Um, like it's the second, uh, or SNX maybe, something stupid like that. Um, okay. Almost close to Super Nintendo. Um, and we won't know anything about it until the very end of the year when in november nintendo will be like and here is our new system and it comes out in april of 2024 um and that's They'll how reveal i think it's it in november yeah i think they're gonna do the same thing as they did with switch very short turnaround here's a brief trailer showing it off get ready for uh april or, or may next year and it's coming out then um and i think they would want to get it in for march for shareholders reasons but i don't know that they will be able to i think because of still with uh, part shortages and stuff like that like with tears of the kingdom right like everyone expects them to hit fiscal year but they're not hitting fiscal year they're hitting may um and i think that might continue that kind of lag of covid is kind of still hanging over nintendo i think it will be more likely a summer release for this new console when it comes out summer um, 2024 24 yeah that's okay. that's what i'm putting my money on at this point in time and i think that's when it's going to happen so okay i've got an almost identical prediction right. but um, so there was a leak very just like a couple of days ago uh for a tears of the kingdom switch pro yeah not switch OLED. Pro. Yeah. sorry switch oled and i think that proves the fact that there is no switch pro coming yeah. And I completely agree with you that we are skipping Switch Pro. It's bringing forward Switch to much faster. And I think that 2024 could be the time that Nintendo go for the, the Switch 2. So to not back, clash up against the sort of November-December Pokemon game, I think November-December is when Nintendo announced that they have an event in January akin to the switch launch mm. and then you get that january maybe even maybe it's an american event might be japanese and then t- january 2024 will be the unveil unveiling and then the launch will be say march april 2024 and okay. i think before october november i think you'll get in- industry rumors and the room rumor mill including like you know the the code name and stuff will be floating around so i think i agree with you i just think that um the like november uh slot 
they'll be too busy marketing games coming out at that mm, point that they'll yeah. just do an announcement for say january or february for right a separate show but that will still be like a big deal in november to be like oh my god we're gonna get this thing in january and yeah, yeah I, I i do think that 2024 it is there's a good chance of uh switch 2 coming and we are well and truly skipping switch pro yeah i don't think it's happening it just doesn't make any sense anymore um and maybe it was real at one point like i totally believe that i think yeah. digital, digital foundry have talked about that of like yeah it was but then they covid happened and i think that you know global pandemic really did mess things up uh in a, in a big way um and you know i think everyone is yearning for new hardware like this year most of all like it feels like every single major release on switch people have been like uh but you know what if it looked better you know like it feels like yeah a persistent and this is thing. Wh- why i think it will come sooner rather than later because there's so many people saying the switch is selling so well mm. why on earth would they launch a switch 2 and i think that's exactly why they might launch a switch 2 because strike while the idea of the switch is hot you mm-hmm. know like people love the idea of the switch it's selling well but we're all agreed that it's lacking a bit of power and Nintendo are basically the only developer who can make really substantially good-looking, well-running games. And I think that the, the closer they get to Switch 2 and they can launch a big new thing with a big new announcement. And I've got another prediction I'll talk about later. Okay. That links to the games lineup. But um, that's what they're going to be putting all their eggs into that basket, you know, because they can... I think they've got a lot of potential to do very well by launching in 2024 and not waiting till 2025, 26, yeah. you know, like I think they'll, they'll regret not launching earlier if they did do that. Yeah, I think so. Um, we'll see. I, I hope that, I hope we just get something new <laughs> just for the sake of everybody, <laughs> but it just feels like, I don't know. It just feels very long in the tooth, uh, and things I think it's going to affect here's the kingdom reviews. Honestly, like I think it's going to have a big I've got a prediction about that, game. but yeah. All right. All right um cool bali do you want to go or should i go with my next one i guess we kind of segued from mine into yours i'll go with my next yeah, one you can go yours um so my number two prediction uh metro prime 4 will be shown at e3 however it will stray from nintendo's traditional stance on trailers and not show any gameplay but only be a cinematic reveal oh, wow the reason for this is because it's not going to be on switch this is a launch title for the new system and they can't say it yet because they have not yet announced the new system all my predictions so (laughs) so so i don't know well so um so basically they are uh they're not going to put a a switch logo on the end of this trailer it will just say nintendo at the end of the trailer it won't say they're not even going to have a switch one version it won't even say switch it's just going to say it's he's a cinematic for metro prime 4 that's it um that might be i i feel like nintendo actually because they promised this for switch it probably has to come out on switch but i think right. it's probably going to be a breath of the wild situation where it's going to launch on I switch agree, and be yeah. bad and then be on the new system um yeah realistically i don't think they can say it's not on you know it has to be this is coming to switch but i think the reason they go cinematic is because they're trying to push things a little bit more hmm, and it's going to be like on that. the new system so. the switch 2 version has all the cinematic cutscenes, and the uh-huh. switch 1 version just has like <laughs> 2D, scrolling yeah. text <laughs> metroid dread yeah sections instead yeah. uh yeah totally nice yeah. i like this prediction yeah i shall i roll into mine then we can talk about sure, it sure yeah totally so my prediction is delays and these are delays with meaning so okay like you said metroid prime 4 it's not it's gonna get delayed till next year and that's because they want to tie it into the march april may launch of the switch 2 mm-hmm. i think this is also going to happen to pikmin 4 Ooh. i don't think pikmin 4 comes out in 2023 i think they think you know what let's just leave this until uh switch 2 comes out 
Uh, and I think they're going to do this for one more game that they would have otherwise put out this year, and that's the new 3D Mario. I okay. think that the Switch 2 will launch with 3D Mario, Metroid Prime 4, and Pikmin 4. Jesus. Um, and all three games will have a Switch 1 version, but all three games will also be launch games for the Switch 2. Um, and this yeah. is going to make the second half of 2023 a little lighter on the Switch, although, of course, Pokemon will still come out in November, um, and your characters will still fall through the world at five, five frames per second uh-huh. in the new Pokemon game that comes out in November. Uh, but yeah, I, I do think that the Switch 2 coming to 20, in 2024 um, will push all three of those games back. And us, like the day one um, experts that we are, will definitely pick up all three games day one on our Switch 2 and have a, a great time. That would be very nice uh, if they all came out on the same day. My feeling is that Nintendo, in this era of wanting to have one release every month, probably spaces it out. So if they do do that, it would yes. likely be... I- I shouldn't say launch day, I would say launch window. That's yeah, what totally. Put, like, so it would be like for those three. Right, it'd be Metro Prime one month, then Pikmin another month, then um, Mario another month. Right. right. Like it would probably work out in that sense. And they'd probably want Mario to hit November, I would imagine, so they'd hold that until then because the big game yeah. uh, for the end of the year. Yeah. Um, but still get 2D Mario out this year. You got Pokemon yeah. this year. Mm-hmm. Um, first half of the year is a bit stacked with Fire Emblem and Breath, uh, Tears of the Kingdom, I should yes. say. Um, that's this year. And then next year, Pikmin 3, Metroid Prime 4, 3d mario yeah no i like it i think that that's definitely i i personally do think that pikmin 4 will come out in 23 um i think it's you know miyamoto has been working on that game on his own for like eight years in a basement so um he's he's you think it is that game no it's not of course not (laughs) my thing about that is that we saw zero gameplay yeah um that's true i'd be surprised that game comes out this year even if we don't get switched to next year but um yeah it's a weird game it kind of has to come out in like a weird july august window because it's not a november game you know it's not one of those um so can they turn it around in time i would say it's possible right like it's it's definitely been enough time since that game the previous one came out and i don't know what, what team is working on it internally at nintendo no, right no. like miyamoto's not that involved in games anymore he mainly does movie and theme park stuff these days so i don't know how much oversight he even has he probably just pops into the office one day a month and says hey make the pikmin blue instead of red or whatever you know um but i i have faith that pikmin 4 will hit this year um but there's nothing ruling out you know pikmin 4 deluxe that comes out with the next system yeah, right that's um, chat as well so it's definitely yeah. possible all right um your third me? prediction all right my third prediction um advanced wars one plus two reboot camp will not release in fact nintendo will <sighs> never release the game uh it will be <sighs> in the vault for eternity <sighs> um bally you will never get another advanced wars <sighs> games because they're never like this war is ongoing like the war's not ending like nintendo can't because otherwise wrong. they look hypocritical they're like uh, uh now we're putting out that well uh, the war's still on nintendo that like, well um huh, and they're worried about that and i think uh i don't i, I feel like this game is just never going to come out and eventually what will happen is it's going to be data mined and someone will get the rom and it will just be on the internet and people will play it i think someone there was someone who already had it right like someone on their switch already got it so someone from like uh i don't know um one of those uh, what do you call it um history video game history foundation they're probably going to get in contact and be like hey can we just like keep this and like restore it and keep it for eternity <laughs> the, the game never nintendo for that, never yeah. released yeah um so uh yeah that's i think that's probably what's going to happen is it will be eventually will be data mined some point this year and it'll be available there'll be a kotaku article being like you can you can get the rom for advance wars that's not been released yet because nintendo haven't put it out 
Um, yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. Here's the, th- the, the weird thing about international wars, uh, even ones very close to home, like in Ukraine, yeah. is that me- the media run out of things to say about them. Yes. And yeah. they can fade like there's still a war in syria but we don't really hear about it anymore you know and like wars fade into the background to a point where nintendo shareholders might be like right well we want you to get this game out or nintendo My, my, my my point is i think nintendo think they think there's a point that this year assuming the war doesn't escalate or de-escalate in a substantial way uh-huh. which is impossible uh that they can probably release this game at some point in the year they don't really know mm. when but obviously it's ready to go um and probably get away scot-free i think that's what they're probably estimating and that's probably what i would go with but i still think you've got a valid point there's a good chance this game just never comes out for sure they're an ultra conservative company right they do not want to rock the boat when it comes to this stuff and they are very cautious about their brand image and all that sort of stuff and i think if they release this while this war is still ongoing and that was the cited reason for it not coming out in the first place their brand image from their perspective no matter what anyone else thinks from nintendo's internal perspective they're like well we can't do that we'll damage our image right if we do this and I just don't see a way in which they're going to put this game out, you know, uh, unless it comes out in, I don't know, five years' time. Who knows whenever any of this uh, stops, which who knows when that will be. Um, so, yeah, it's a really fucking weird situation. And I just don't, I just don't know, you know, like it's it's crazy as well because like, you know, Call of Duty came out this year and that's far more like <laughs> d- directly relevant to war right, than exactly. Advanced Wars is, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. So... I was is. thinking vaguely, what if they take out any anything, like Russian, that, anything that could be depicted to be linked to Eastern Europe or or Russia yeah, um, yeah. in sort of the the style of, I think it's the Blue Moon Army in particular. Yeah, They've got yeah. like a specific group of uh, units that look very very Soviet, yes. um, and I'm I think there's a chance they, if they think there's a chance they can't release it that they go back in and change the game but yeah. um, if that was the case I think it'll be delayed for quite some time but I don't know I we'll think see. like Nintendo as we've heard they just make games and then just sit on them right like yes. apparently that that sequel to one two switch has been done for ages yeah. and they just don't yeah. know what to do with it because it's not very good like I don't know, man. They're a weird company. Like, no other company in the industry works like this. They literally finish games. They they release Xenoblade two months early, for fuck's sake. Like, it, it's so absurd. Like, no one else does that. Everyone else in the industry is just, like, trying to get games out at the, the last possible minute, you know? And Nintendo are like, yeah, we got this thing. It's been here for, like, six months. We don't know what to do with it. Anyway, uh, here's another different game that we've been working on. Uh, wild. Mm. Just crazy. Um, so... Yeah, I don't think Advance Wars 1 plus 2 is happening ever. Sad. So I'm sorry, Ballad. Sad. I'm sorry. Sad. Right, my fourth prediction. Tears of the Kingdom It's going to do very well. It's going to sell 15 million units by the end of 2023. Ooh, hot damn. And critically, the game is going to take home the Game of the Year award at the Game Awards. Okay. Um, it's also going to surpass Elden Ring's 95 or not open critic. Ooh, okay. Um. The two things that will make sure it gets to 95 are people will be shocked at how well the game runs at smooth 30 frames per second with okay. no hitching in mm. any of the game's areas. Mm, wow, it's a okay. long time to work on this. That's they bold. know what they're doing. They know the mistakes they made with Breath of the Wild. They, they, they're able to get this thing to run well on the old hardware. Um, 
also a big criticism one criticism of breath of the wild was where are the traditional dungeons they're going to manage to get traditional fully fledged thematic mm. dungeons in tears of the kingdom and that's another thing that will please a lot of reviewers and manage to get it over the 95 open critic score damn yeah it's i don't know man i i think that elden ring coming out has really not hurt tears of the kingdom but is definitely it's definitely changed expectations i yes. think of what that game will be did um, you ever think the from software the next from software game was going to be the 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 game that was most inspired by breath of the wild you know like yeah i mean kind of honestly like just because their games have always been about mystery and about intrigue in a way and so you can like when you look at it you can kind of map it onto what they were doing um and it just turned out that it worked perfectly and and i think that it's cool to see how much they took from that game but i do think for me i still prefer breath of the wild as a game just because i like the traversal in breath of the wild that's like the main thing that makes that game work for me climbing and gliding climbing everywhere is like one of the most breakthrough fundamental like shifts in mechanical like stuff you do in an open world that completely just it just changed the game right like it is absolutely fundamentally why do you need um, climbing though when you can have a horse that can just jump into a vent of air yeah that's cool but then you know you don't have the same freedom right like you you can't go exactly where you want to go. and there's there's parts of Elden ring where i'm like oh i kind of i kind of have to skyrim up that mountain you know but yeah. i can't glitch my or i'd love and... to glide down from here on right that. Yeah. yeah and i think that zelda just has that thing still it still has that. and it feels like they're going even further with it with this whole like turning into water into the sky like mm. flying up to the sky as a like water bubble and then going through objects and stuff like even further with that concept which is very interesting like can you just like go through any surface like that's a really game-changing thing and i think that's the question is like how how much more do they up the ante with this like is it just an incremental sequel it doesn't feel like it because they were spending like six this is the longest time that's been between zelda games which is wild considering skyward sword to breath of the wild was five years six years i think 2011 to 2017 almost six years um it's now been longer between breath of the wild and this game than it was from skyward sword to breath of the wild so this is officially the longest time it's been between zelda games which i think to me says like there's pretty fundamental changes there's a, happening. There's a lot of here. new stuff in this game. For a lot sure. of new stuff, right? And it's it's using the same. That's the thing. It's using the same overworld, right? Which is like you would think it means a quick. And they showed a trailer for Tears of the Kingdom like three years ago. Like the first time, it's crazy how long ago it's been um, that they have first showed this game off. So um, yeah, I I think that there's gonna be a big thing that we just don't know we've barely seen this game it's been teased so hard mm. like we've not got a full-blown trailer Te- tease for this of the game. kingdom pretty much yeah it's pretty much been teased of the kingdom the whole time <laughs> like it is it, we have so few scant shots of this game for what it actually is going to be so i think we are ready and primed for a big blowout trailer that's actually going to explain what the hell this game is so um i'm looking forward to it and i think that is what it needs to get higher than elden ring um because the surprise factor of the first time is always the hardest thing to overcome, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, all right, uh, my number four prediction. Um, so we're going to a little bit of a different direction, not directly tied to Nintendo. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Atlas, uh, they've been putting these Persona games on, on Switch, you know. Uh, they put them on Xbox. They're putting them everywhere. They're, they're understanding the market is quite wide for this Persona series, right? And so, finally, for the first time, 
when Persona 6 is announced, and, and this is going to be announced, by the way, in November of 23, because this is the fuck how Atlas rolls. They're just, like, slow as anything. Um, they will announce Persona 6 in November 23, and it will be listed as coming to Nintendo Switch day one. It's going to come to every console day one, but Switch is going to be on there. It will then release in 2026, uh, and just like Persona 5 on PS3, it will be the last major release for the original Nintendo Switch, uh, and uh, that's how it's going to go. Uh, okay. It's going to take that long. That's also going to come out on Switch too? Uh, yeah, of course. Of course okay. it will, but it will, because Atlas committed to Switch at the beginning, they will have to keep their promise, just like they did with Persona 5 on PS3, which is absurd that Persona 5 came out on PS3 in 2017, is when it came out on PS3, which is stupid. Uh, but they're going to do it, um, and because it's Atlas, they will say it's coming in 2024, it will actually come in 2026, uh, and that is what's going to happen. Um, I do want like generally when it comes to third party support what it's going to look like for 2023 like how much is it going to drop off are we going to see any more cloud versions happening like it seems like it hasn't really slowed down because we've got stuff like no man's sky we've got near automata in 2022 right like there's some still big third party games that are coming to switch and i don't know how much that continues because it feels like diminishing returns in a lot of ways on the hardware um yeah it, so. i mean we've we've got uh it takes two did come to switch this yeah it year. did yeah um harry the harry potter game that's name i keep forgetting oh, hogwarts legacy hogwarts yeah. legacy is going to have a native running switch version that's right. coming out like two months later yeah in 2023 which is truly bizarre uh-huh um so and isn't that game like pseudo open world like i just it's, don't yeah, yeah. I, it's so, gonna look really bad i think yeah so we, we are due we are due some hardware like it uh-huh. has to happen can you tell in all our predictions the more we predict it uh, the more likely it is to happen yeah exactly um, um i was i loved the kind of it was more hope amongst certain commentators than a rumor that, that there was going to be a switch pro or something announced for the same day as uh to come out on the same day as tears of the kingdom but uh yeah that's that's not happening no it's not um but yeah i think that if there's going to be any company that keeps supporting the switch uh to an absurdly long point in time it's going to be atlas for god's sake there's an atlas 3ds sale going on right now for a bunch of games and no one else does 3ds sales anymore but atlas do and they still are like hey buy you know stellar glow for three pounds and i was like yeah i guess i will fine i'll buy stellar glow for three pounds um so you know there's there's a bunch of uh stuff that they continue to do and they are i mean the most fucking you know you think nintendo are conservative japanese company fucking hell atlas jesus they're like the oldest old grandpa in the room like holy shit the fact that it took them this long to put persona 5 on other consoles is just fucking baffling frankly it's just like how much was them uh, and how much was that sony tying there honestly i think it was all them i i I honestly no longer believe there's anything to do with sony i think atlas are just so fucking out of touch that they just don't they don't they don't get it i agree with you but i do think sony have looked pretty out of touch the last few months with the whole activision blizzard thing but um that is obviously a little bit separate yeah yeah um i don't know i mean i do think that now that all those Persona games are out on other platforms and they're seeing the success of them, I think it started when they, they put Persona 4 Golden on Steam and it instantly beca- became one of the best-selling games on Steam. And they're like, oh, that's weird. People want to buy this other places that aren't PlayStation. It's like, for fuck's sake, Atlas, what is wrong with you? Um, so, yeah, I think that I think that that's probably going to be the case. But we'll cool. see. Um, okay. I'm looking forward to Persona 6 when it comes out uh, when I'm 40 years old. Uh, it'll be good. So, yeah. Right. Um, 
My right. fifth less likely. I mean, is, is any of the stuff likely? No, none of it is. But anyway, my less likely, more silly prediction. We still don't have a, a date for the Mario film in Europe or the UK, and I think that this means that the film will be released three months later outside of the US, and it will become the most pirated film of all time. Damn. Uh, well, we do actually technically have we don't have a release date, but they've said it's coming out in March. Uh, so it's coming oh, out early. Yeah, March. it's coming out earlier for here the, the, us than the US. So, oh, we're getting it earlier. Uh, well, we are. Then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So sorry to get, to get rid oh, well. of your prediction straight away, but uh, <laughs> it still might be the most pirated film of all it time. It might be. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's go. a good one to lean into. Let's do um, Man, what would what else would be the most pirated film? Thing is, I don't think this will be very pirated because fun- fundamentally it's a kids movie, and kids don't know how to pirate movies, and they will uh, just go to the cinema with their parents to see it, right? Hmm. Um, so, I think an Avatar two might be quite high up. The I whole probably, list. yeah, I did see Avatar it's, it's two. It's water themed. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that in our bonus bits. I did see Avatar two. Um, I won't render an opinion here. <laughs> I'll save that for that. But um, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I feel like the Mario movie is going to be very successful regardless, right? Like it's just going to... Okay, here's a question. Does it do better than the Sonic movies? Like does it make more money in the box office than either of the Sonic movies? That's the question. Because uh, uh... the Sonic movies have Jim Carrey, you know, which is a big thing. But we have Chris Pratt and Anya Taylor-Joy and Jack Black. You know, there's here's, a lot of names. Here's Mario. a theory I have. I think certain parents are more likely to take their kids to live action films than animated films. Yeah, that's true. And I think that will mean that Sonic slightly beats mm, Mario. Because the parents are more interested in watching yeah, live action. Like, ah, it's yeah, because they're like, ah, it's live action. I've met people who are just like, I do not like animated things. I'm like, oh, what's wrong with you? Uh, what's wrong with you? Oh my God. Um, and yeah, I think that there's a handful of those people out there that might just, just pit Sonic ahead of Mario. Yeah, yeah. I oh man, I see it doing very well. I feel like the internet's reaction to it has been very positive as well. So I think a lot of people will go and see it if they weren't planning to in the first place. Um, You know, I wasn't sure if I was gonna. I mean, I probably would have gone to see it anyway just for the sake of the podcast. But I wasn't sure of like, do I really want to see this? And then like that most recent trailer really good like it was really, really good. good and i was like all oh, really right good. you're turning me around on this thing I, I think i'll go see it and at the end of the day i know it's going to be a very predictable kind of like plot and everything and that's what you get from a kid's movie like i totally get it but it'll be fun and there'll be a lot of references right and that's what i'm there for is like oh how many references can they squeeze in here and like it seems like they are taking a lot of care and attention with the franchise i i, so. I do think there'll be a twist or two i don't think it'll be yeah. quite as predictable as we might think yeah we'll see i'm sure there'll be something fun going on um but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how pirated it really is. Uh, how many people will torrent the Mario movie? Question is, will it, will Mario show up on Pornhub at the end of the year for the most searched video game character, you oh know? Uh, that's uh, that's always everyone's favourite yeah. end of year list. Uh, yeah, we'll and, see. And I also hope that the Mario film might be Bally Jr.'s first ever film. Oh, yes, that will be we'll very see. fun. We might go to a kid's viewing, so, you That'd know. That'd be awesome kids flying off the walls <laughs> pumped up on sugar yeah, it'll exactly. be quite the quite the the 4d experience yeah, exactly you won't hear anything so they probably put subtitles on those showings right so parents can actually <laughs> I know, know what's going I don't on know. i don't um, know how many of the parents in those showings even look at the screen yeah true yeah um, they're just trying to deal with we'll the chaos see. um all right well 
my last prediction is not very uh, interesting, but I just thought maybe it's time. Maybe it is time for it to happen. Uh, my prediction is that Xbox's Game Pass Cloud app will come to Nintendo Switch in an official capacity, uh, and Nintendo will be okay with it because they know that from their own data, no one buys or cares about cloud games <laughs> on their system. <laughs> uh, so they'll be like, oh, cloud, that's fine, Xbox. You can do that. No one cares about cloud. Um, yeah, I, I've been thinking about trying to install the Xbox Cloud thing on my Steam Deck, and obviously I would have to get Game Pass Ultimate in order to do that. Um, and it feels like it's more inoffensive than anything else because you're not downloading actual games. You're just streaming them via this app. And, right. you know, there are streaming apps on Switch already with stuff like Crunchyroll and, and those type of things. And there's not much. Like, I don't think Netflix is still on Switch either, which is a bit weird. But um, <laughs> I feel like streaming is one of those things that Nintendo are kind of like chill with in a way because it's not really invading on their territory that much. Um and you do have to kind of like have a separate subscription like you have to pay for Crunchyroll but it's on Switch right so it's it's kind of adjacent in a way I think that Xbox are just moving more and more in this cloud direction the amount of times they have a Game Pass update and they're like well here's a bunch of mobile titles that you can now play with touch controls via the cloud that type of thing like it feels like they lean into it more and more often and I, it might not be this year it might be a, a, another year's time but I think I'm just going to say it for now and see if it happens because I think hmm. that tvs are starting to get this app now um and obviously with all this kind of industry consolidation stuff um i wonder if a bit more cross uh pollination might be in xbox's interest especially because they have promised to put call of duty on switch and is this a way they do it is this the way they get call of duty on switch is well nintendo will give it to you but we have to do it through our cloud you know when that applies from or they just said the next 10 years i don't know when it's probably when the deal goes through i would imagine which who knows when the deal will officially go through but you know them trying to and you know all these arguments being made and phil spencer being like look nintendo gets call of duty everyone gets call of duty you get call of duty you get call of duty um we don't want call of duty (laughs) no no but you know we're gonna get it anyway um (sighs) so it might well be through the game pass cloud app you know that could be because they haven't specified how it will be on nintendo system at all um so that would be the the best way to do it especially in this weird year where we're still waiting for more powerful hardware that can do stuff uh you know having more cloud streaming in an official capacity would be very cool and it would convince me to just go to game pass ultimate because having that on switch would be be great i think be very very cool so yes that's my last prediction um any other thoughts bally on the year ahead anything you're hoping for anything you're dreaming for um I think in reality, a lot of our predictions around the next around the Switch Two will be, unfortunately, much later than than we hope. Will, yeah, than we hope, and that yeah. really sucks because it, the 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 disparity between you know Switch and the other games that we're playing is getting a lot worse, and yeah. even big Nintendo games like pokemon are struggling and it's not just the power that's to do the the issues with that game but it's it's certainly a factor it's a factor and, yeah um it's it's getting bad it's getting real bad yeah. and yeah. i as a nintendo fan as a switch fan i don't want to see those issues getting worse i want them to see them get better and i think that a switch sooner a switch two comes the better now there might be like issues with getting parts and everything for all that but um yeah that's the thing is as big as 2023 is looking other than tears of the kingdom i don't think it's a 
big year for Nintendo, arguably. Um, I think there's a lot of huge indies like Silksong potentially going to come to Switch mm-hmm. in 23. That's awesome. Games like Octopath Traveler 2 are awesome in my book. Uh, Fire Emblem's a big one. Yep. Pikmin 3, 4, sorry, like I said, I, I think it'll be delayed. But if that does come, that's also big. And then you're probably going to get your Pokemon. Yeah, and likely Pokemon will be DLC because it's like the follow-up to Scarlet and Violet and what they did with Sword and Shield. Ah, they yeah, had two no, DLC packs. So I think that'll probably yeah. be that instead. So. And um, there's the Kirby remake in there as well. Oh, right, yeah. Um, and there's that weird Bayonetta thing. And yeah, which is coming out early in the yeah, year. Yeah, but those are both of those are pretty small fry. And yeah, very small. I think that other than that, it's a fairly quiet year for nintendo all things considered mm-hmm. but yeah um, but that's okay we could get luigi's mansion 4 baby you know who knows Ooh. uh well i mean they, Ugh, next, next level, level just put out time, mario strikers didn't yeah. they so yeah unless they got multiple teams working on it oh, unlikely god that game went under the radar after coming off the back of luigi's mansion 3 to just make a mario strikers game that just really didn't deliver i mean you didn't even buy it which says a lot i didn't uh, buy it i did so. try the demo and i wasn't loving yeah it. um yeah so it's a anyway. shame what are you going to do? Um, oh, well. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be an interesting year regardless. Um, and, you know, I think just conversation will continue to be, oh, the Switch is not powerful enough, uh, tends to be the case around the industry. And I think that will just keep happening. Um, you know, I hope that the next system has, like, an NVIDIA technology in there that does DLSS-style stuff so that we don't run into this issue as much in the future. Um because that can really lift the life cycle of something like uh you know hardware um that is otherwise outdated you know it just it mm. just lets you kind of uh continue to make things that are uh that still hold up uh over the, the lifespan of a, a system but we'll see we'll see how it goes um but yeah i think that's pretty much going to do us for our predictions for 2023 i will uh continue to forget all of these and next year we'll see if uh if i beat that score of one and a half points which is pretty high score i'll be honest uh, that's, a hard, if, uh, that's a hard score to beat yeah yeah um and we'll see Bali if you get any points next year yeah that'd be fingers good. crossed that'd fingers be crossed let's get, let's, <laughs> let's get <laughs> we'll see um all right well before we go Bali, we've got a one more segment to do which is game trade game trade um as explained at the top of the show uh every year Bali and i get a blank check to say hey either of us you have to play this game and there's no ifs or buts about it so um, i've played codename steam mm-hmm. ace attorney yeah and Bayonetta 2 yeah yeah there's my three um, games what are your three owlboy owlboy rhythm heaven and i can't remember. okami okami Ooh, <laughs> oof oof okami yeah, i think both of was... us have had mixed experiences we with have. The three games each that we've played my favorite yeah. is definitely phoenix right out of the three i've played okay cool i think uh, your favorite is definitely rhythm heaven oh yeah i loved rhythm yeah. heaven that was a great yeah. one um so uh there's so there's a, a couple of games i wanted to give Bally this year <laughs> but uh we had a chat about it and like Bali doesn't have enough time to play uh, games that are very long, um, so I, I could have to be do very it. precise about the very long games I play. So at the moment, it's Elden Ring, and then I probably want it to be like Witcher Three. But there's games like Octopath Traveler Two, oh Tears God. of the Kingdom. Like I'm going to be in a long game for most of the year, I think. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, man, I I would love to, but I think we just have to wait a bit until you actually have time. <laughs> to play these games eventually um so maybe a few years who knows uh we'll we'll see uh but i eventually will pull them out of the bag Um, okay 
So I had a couple of options here. There's one that's like a recent indie darling that I thought was quite cool. There's mm. one that's like one that I thought that eh, it's about 30 hours long. That's still quite a big commitment, so Oof. it's probably not a good idea. So I thought, you know what? What's a game that Bally's never going to play of his own volition that I think is really good that came out in like the year of the best games, 2017, and kind of oh. got overlooked because of it. Um, oh. And I think is in a storied franchise uh, mm. that you've not played that much from, but I know you like some of the games you played. And well, the games are not very good, but um, this is the best one of them. I don't know where this uh, is going. Bally, your game to play, it's on sale on the eShop right now, so you can go oh, and download okay. it. The sale go goes on until uh, the 9th of Jan. The game I'm giving you is 2017's Sonic Mania. Sonic Mania, uh, a fantastic okay. game, a really fantastic game. That's a great show. The best okay. Sonic game, and one that I know, you know, it's it's in that area of like I know it's really good, but it's not on my list of like Bally has to play these games. But I think you should play it, and I think it's one of those games mm. that you'll really enjoy, um, and you'll get a lot out of. And you know, there's still some teething problems with Sonic Mania. I think it has issues with it. Still has like a live system and stuff like that, which is slightly annoying um, and some frustrating boss fights. But on an overall package, it is like such a creative and fun game and it feels like the best version of 2d sonic out there that you can get these days so nice. um, yeah. i really and hope they make another one of these developers but, um, taking in-house right? yeah yeah That's so it was cool. it was made by fans basically it's basically yeah. like a bunch of fans who became very well known within the sonic community and then sega hired them you know unlike nintendo who just shut down all fan projects sega were like no you guys are talented how about you come in house and, and help help make this game uh, and they did a fantastic job on it sonic mania is an excellent game um and again 2017 was so full of amazing releases that uh it, it was very hard to put this on my top 10 list because there were so many other amazing games but i really enjoyed it and i think it's a um it's the best traditional 2d sonic out there so uh yeah and it's not that long you know it's probably five to six hours so you can definitely blast your way through it uh, as sonic is wont to do going very very fast so great uh, that is my pick for you Look for game for this year is sonic mania cool. and as i said it's on sale right now so you can pick it out for half price on the nice nice right my pick uh i would have done this a while back if it wasn't for stuff getting in the way uh and there there are some other indies that i've played that i very much want you to try at some point but i'm gonna veer away from those okay Um, it's about time you played some metroid prime oh my god i knew it was coming (laughs) Um, one day now you're welcome to wait for half the year if you Uh think that the remake remaster whatever it is gonna be is on its way uh, which has been on its way for the last five years but um Otherwise, you could download a some f- semi-legal form of it and uh-huh. play it on your Steam Deck if you sure. want. Um, or you could boot up your Wii U, play it on that. Jeff Grubb was talking about a thing called uh, Prime Hack, which is on uh, available through certain means. And uh, Prime Hack basically adds dual analog control to uh, Metro Prime. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, plays on Steam Deck pretty damn well. So I might look into Prime Hack potentially as a way to play that game if no other way uh, suits me. Uh, obviously, I've got it on Wii U through the Wii thing for the trilogy version, which I have attempted in the past, and the motion controls I'm not a huge fan of, but i'm gonna have to do it i don't eventually. know how so dual, the dual stick idea my memory serves me correctly you use the second stick to change your shooting output right so i'm yeah. not sure how dual stick would work but if you find a way you're welcome yeah. to try that it's, so. it's a whole it's a whole um fan created mod basically right um so i'm sure it's thought about all that stuff and has okay 
has made it work in that way so um, um and yeah, yeah playing but, it on steam deck you'll feel a lot less uh, terrified uh-huh, of the scary true. moments in that that's game very true. um yeah. and in reality that game's a lot less scary than you probably think it is in no i head. know um, even yeah. though there's plenty of monsters running around in the pitch black it's um, just the music man something about it is like Ugh, it's eerie you know but what's like weird it. is this game came out i think in like 2002 2003 i played it a decade after it came out in like 2013-14 so you're basically playing it another decade after Uh that so even though i've got my whole i think it's aged well i thought it was really good kind of opinion of it from that moment in time i'm intrigued if you still think it's Uh held up in the slightest um so yeah but we'll see yeah yeah. you've played a lot of metroid games so you'll get a lot out of it in that sense um but yeah, Look, I, I, I should play great. this. It's one of those things that has been there for ages, and like, I just don't. I like two D Metroid games. I don't like Prime. I just don't <laughs> like it from what I've played anyway. And um, it's uh, it'll be an interesting thing, I'm sure. Uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to checking it out. But yeah, I think I probably will wait. I just I have a feeling they're gonna do a kind of re release, right? Like it feels like it's gonna happen. Mm. And I know we keep saying that, but like it's 2023 come on if like, it's remade it or re-released like as a thing and it's a reasonable price which it probably won't be i i'll also play it this year probably um yeah i'd like to get back to it yeah for sure that that would be good uh, and then we can have a big old discussion about it and how it has or maybe not held up we'll see we'll see how it goes but um all right, it's, it's, well, a double-edged, it's a double-edged sword, you see, because it's a bit like when you get me to play Bayonetta 2 and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I love that. And then we get around to our top 50 games of all time list and then um, you might end up tearing down Metroid uh-huh. Prime and I've got to yeah. be ready for that. Exactly, it's true. Yeah, you are giving me ammunition here. Uh, yeah, where in the you've past, got ammunition about five games on your top, on no, the, on it's the top it's 50. No, it's fine. It's all good. It's all good. We'll shake it up. Um, <laughs> lovely. Uh, well, with that out of the way, uh, let's get on to the end of the show uh, and get on out of here um let's uh shout out some folks who support us on the internet on patreon.com slash this nintendo life where you can go to support us if you so wish and we have some patrons we'd like to thank bally who are they yes thank you to our new patrons they are spring dingus neil d and sean p all of you thank you so much for your brand new patronage it's hugely appreciated but we should also say thank you to our 10 dollar tier patrons they are zach s thomas matthew albert and wicked gamer uk alan thank you for your ten dollar tier support and thank you to all of our patrons we're right up there at 48 patrons it'd be awesome to pass 50 you know in the new year so that's that's kind of a really exciting thing and um we just did our top five non-tendo games of 2022 that was a combined list between me and mbz so you want to check that out um that was our december patron patreon show absolutely and there will be one in january as well where i'm sure we'll predicting we'll be predicting the year in nintendo as yes well, so. and going over our 2022 nintendo oh predictions god i forget even more about those i have no idea what the hell i said yeah. um looking forward to that um fantastic uh obviously you can find the show in various places you could go onto the internet and follow us on twitter which continues to exist and limp along and exist uh, as a thing um I don't know, I should probably make another account on these other websites like Mastodon or Cohost or like Hive or whatever. There's like 10 different ones. I just don't know where to go, Val. I'm just, I'm a nomad right now. We, should I go back I to mean, Tumblr? I mean, we've got the show and we've got Discord that we're like, we have other means of getting yeah. the message out there if we have to jump ship. So yeah. I, I wouldn't worry too much. Yeah, for now though, uh, at TNL Podcast, if you want to follow the Twitter for us, uh, you can also follow me at LordNBZ. Where can they find you, Bally? I'm on Twitter at Ballyman91. That's B-A-L-L-Y-M-A-N nine one lovely stuff uh, we've um, also got our game of the year videos and oh podcasts. we do 
Yeah, so uh, you'll have noticed over the holidays, uh, those went up, my top 10 and Bally's top 10 in podcast form, but also we've linked the videos there as well, uh, so you can go and watch the video version. Mine's on my channel and uh, Bally's is on the TNL YouTube channel, um, which is always linked uh, as well as our Discord in the description. Um, so yeah, go check those out. We put a lot of work into those. Uh, always takes a lot more time than you expect. I've done that um, five years in a row now, which is... Nice. I'm very impressed by myself. Yeah, it's very good. Um, so yeah, go check those out and those are our top 10 lists uh individual lists uh from all platforms from everything that came out this year so it's a fun fun look into what our uh our perspectives looked like uh for the year uh and i think that's it i think that's pretty much it um yeah 2023 i don't know uh it feels like you know when you're younger and you're like every year goes by and you're like wow that was a long year it, it feels like this year and every year in the last like decade has been like oh that just happened and i don't know anymore and soon i'm gonna be like 50 years old and half my life will be gone you know <laughs> just feels like we're we're on that accelerated train are you, are, you, are you planning on living to 100 i don't know man yeah that's a good point i probably will I'll probably live to like i don't know we'll, we'll all be dead by the time i can't even get to 100 the whole world, the world's gonna be ended but um, that's, all, yeah, that's also a problem I, yeah, yeah it's a problem yeah. anyway we'll try and keep going as long as we can anyway uh so <laughs> i look forward to the rest of this year and uh yeah it'll be fun i'm going to japan man it's gonna be a good time it's very um, exciting so we should definitely talk yeah, about that we will i'm sure uh and we'll uh we'll get into all that stuff until then thank you everybody for listening and uh we will see you very soon bye-bye folks interlude used on today's show was Along the Path from Alba, A Wildlife Adventure, copyright Us Two Games, 2020.